0: Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Download episodes of previous shows. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs>
1: Grecian Euro is Atlanta's favorite Euro. Featured in Atlanta Magazine, it's the home for all your favorite Greek dishes.
2: Falafel, souvlaki, hummus, and baklava. Stop in for an affordable, hearty, and healthy lunch or dinner, and be sure to ask for extra Grecian sauce on your potatoes. Yummy! It's unlike any other Euro in the world. Tell them Nick sent you, and when you buy one wrap, you'll get a wrap free. What? Yep, you heard right. Tell them Nick sent you, and when you buy one wrap, you'll get one free. Grecian Euro, seven locations, including John's Creek off Medlock Bridge Road. Online at GrecianEuro.com.
3: How's it going? Kunasatah too, and welcome to episode 59 of the Casual Gamecast, a weekly video game podcast for the everyday gamer brought to you by the team at Casual Game Content. I'm Phil Kyo.
2: I'm Shambo. And we are joined by. It's me again, it's Aaron the creepiest intro ever (laughs) come play with me (laughs) we all float
3: down here in the cgc cast (laughs) if you have never been to this cast before we're sorry if we frightened you just there but you have stumbled across what is by far the most casual of gaming podcasts on the interwebs a casual game cast if you will and if you have been here before Welcome back, because we've got a show for you guys this week. We are going to talk up what happened in our weeks. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. We're going to take a quick break, where you might hear an ad, and then we're going to come back, so stick to stick through it, because we're going to talk about what we've been watching this week, and then we're going to hitch up with the question of the week, which this week comes from... What is his name in our Twitch and in our Discord again? Viral Strain. Viral Strain is his handle that he goes by, but in the Facebook community where you can catch us, it's all in the description below, Uh, you can join Stephen Keeley where he asks the question Back in the day, four player split screen on one TV, did you ever get into an argument about people looking at your screen with your friends? What game caused the biggest drama for you? We've all been there. We've all been there But if you want to know what struck our chords You better stick around to the end But before that Before that
2: How are we? Aaron, how are you? I, I'm, I'm quite good I, I, I have interesting news for once Well, I won't Ooh. say interesting But I did something Okay. And uh, that's that's more than nothing. I I got I got my new teeth in, as you might be able to hear from my very very slight lisp, which I'm. You, I'm, yeah, <laughs> you got new teeth. I my new well. I got like braces, Invisalign is what they're oh. called, and oh. I find yeah, I finally got them put in after waiting for ages, and uh, so now I'm trying my best not to not to lisp, not to hit my efforts <laughs> too hard. Um, it's so weird. Like it's, it's the one part of your body where your brain just doesn't know how to react when something's wrong is your mouth. Like when you, you don't realize how used to your own mouth you are is ridiculous as that sounds. When <laughs> yeah. something like, just yeah. think about like when, when there's like even just a tiny bit of food in one of your teeth, you know, there's a tiny bit of food in one mm-hmm. of your teeth. And mm-hmm. now that like my teeth are coated, Oh, it's odd, it's odd, it's weird, but uh, I'm getting used to it, and so I have another seven weeks at least of this, probably more, uh, seven weeks till I have another meeting, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, this isn't exactly a tooth cast, um, <laughs> but uh, th- yeah, that's, it that's my, in. it can be. Hey boys, how's your molars? Um, you don't want to know, trust me. <laughs>
3: Non-existent. <laughs> mine, are,
2: mine are gnarly. Like I
3: lost a two or two when I was like, younger in fights and stuff, and then like I have like this weird, wicked
2: like eye tooth that pops out. Yeah.
3: It's all mine
2: are all messed up. And now I'm all front teeth, baby. <laughs> I could I could eat an apple through a picket fence.
3: <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um. Yeah. But yeah. So, what's the plan? Is it? Is it just like? Is it like braces Invisalign But like, it's mm. like. What, what is it? They're like a very fine thing to put across your teeth, is it?
2: Yeah, so it's like, um, it's more. I could take them out, but, um, it's not worth the effort. No, no, take them out. <laughs> Show the people at home. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I'm joking. Try. Please don't. Please don't. I know, I'm tr- <laughs> no, honestly, I really don't <laughs> want you to. It's done. No, sure you have to take them out to eat anyway, so it's not. Do you know what it is? It's very like a minor gum shield. If that. If you ah, can see that, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's that, but it's it's odd. Um, I the, like the first night I got them in, I forgot and chomped into a Pringle, and was like, "Oh, that is not the way it's meant to be." That's like eating
3: a Pringle with a set of those vampire teeth you used to get as a child. You know the things you get that in the town is.
2: shop that is exactly what it feels like I was going to ask
4: if the Invisalign came in
2: vampire variation <laughs> I, I, shockingly I forgot to ask <laughs> like, yeah, damn. Yeah. Damn. Um,
4: could you get like a grill version you know like a wrappers and stuff could you get like a I diamond, was thinking pretty, Invisalign because I'm pretty <laughs>
2: sure they're like almost the same thing so I'm like and they're just clear plastics I'm like why didn't I just, can we just spray paint them like shiny metallic gold <laughs> it's not going to be good for my health but it'd be good for my image and ultimately that's all that matters these days so. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got you've got the the baggy jumper on. You've got the chain. You've got the beanie. going oh, back. All you're missing yeah. is the grill. Yeah, and people are definitely gonna mistake me for a gangster <laughs> rapper. <laughs> I
4: mean, <laughs> you, you already have look. You already have a SoundCloud, so I mean, you could be a SoundCloud <laughs> rapper. <laughs>
3: it's coming together, yeah.
2: folks. It's coming together. You 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 heard it here first. When this
3: guy blows up big.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Then the rest of you can pay for me face tattoos. And, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. that way you can never we'll go back to a normal Patreon. career just casual game <laughs> cast under the eyes nice nice a little scene for a cast. tear i'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right across the knuckles i love it
3: yeah. um before we go too deep into what tattoos we're going to have to get for aaron to really give him that street cred shane shane how yeah. your week been
4: my week's been great, so I actually booked in for a face tattoo. No, I'm only messing.
3: My week's oh, been the, just a tear for every episode of the podcast you ever missed. Jesus!
4: Oh, for every episode I missed, I you about. For every episode I'm just doing, i like, no, no, that's face on your back.
3: <laughs> that is on your back, isn't it? Have I just been doing this alone, Shane? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah sure that's on my back totally i'll um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah just give me like a few weeks to send you a picture of it <laughs>
0: a microphone for
4: every episode
3: yeah <laughs> um
4: no i've had a good week like i was saying to you guys in the green room i dm'd my first dungeons and dragons campaign dm is dungeon master for anyone who's not familiar with the the, the vernacular of dungeons and dragons um, god
3: how how did you make that sound even cooler Ooh, <laughs> fancy
4: fancy fancy English words um, and <laughs> so yeah know i dm'd my first uh D game i've well never done. i played dungeons dragons i've never dungeon mastered and it's a lot of like you know you're juggling a lot of balls a lot of balls in the air at one time because you're trying to like <laughs> read information while interact with the characters while plan the next like encounter we're going to have while trying to mm-hmm. write stuff down you need to have like five arms really and like another set of eyes or something to do it but it was really fun and i chose like people who don't really know how to play D, so i could kind of teach them and then get away with any like you know mistakes just they're not going to know i can just you know paper over the mistakes and be like oh yeah that was supposed to be that way that's how it <laughs> works let's go check the rules you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing So, um, but it was really fun, and we're going to do another go at again tomorrow. So I have people like hooked. You know what I mean? I got my claws in them, and like, ha! Now people have to play D and D with me. all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: very good, very good, fair play. Yeah. Um, we'll have to, we'll have to rein you in for the the casual game cast D and D thing we tried doing before. Oh yeah, oh yeah,
4: no, 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 no. I will definitely do that too, and I definitely want to play more D and D because it is. Super fun,
3: mm.
2: yeah, and I, yeah. Especially the, like someone's first session because I remember the first session that I ever did was like it was a bunch of lads and like we we're having drinks and whatever and we were kind of like, Joe, you know, there's the image that floats around of like Dungeons and Dragons and you're kind of like, okay, and it starts off where like. You know, oh, you're sitting in a pub, and then one lad's like, oh, oh, yeah, I, uh, I want to start a fight with the bartender. Or whatever. We were all just messing, and literally about 20 minutes later, we were all coordinating the talks on, like, this wagon rolling through that. We were so into it, and it's so nice seeing people's, like, first first uh, session, especially where they're like, they go in, they're like, oh, we'll have fun, we'll, we'll, we'll have a joke, and are like, no, this is this is as serious as real life i need to treat this like yeah inter- yeah yeah yeah
4: oh more no, serious in real life like i i I won't yeah. put that much forethought into planning my own
3: life yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah actually yeah that's true that's true you just kind of roll with it in your own life yeah yeah
4: that's it but like when it comes D, like it's military precision like you know mm-hmm. i literally sat down yesterday or the other day on my day off because i'm gonna have to dungeon master again the next campaign and i wrote out like Six pages of notes. I wouldn't even do that for college.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? yeah like... That's what scares me about the whole DM thing is like, you know, because even Darren, who did our games, you know, that has been on our content before, like, he gets super into it. Like, he, he spends weeks putting together these campaigns and painstakingly thinking up stories and backstories and angles. And, mm. oh, God almighty, I... That's what scares me because I'm a big enough freak that when I get into anything, I get too into it, you know. Yeah. And that'll that'll be Shane. I hope we still will see you in in a week's time. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
4: Ah, you will. You will. These people have lives and kids and stuff like that. So they're oh, going to, perfect. They can only devote like one one evening a week, if if that, you know. So <laughs> it's going to be a very intermittent thing, but I'll keep you updated. I always have something to update people on this show. Isn't this? just like, you know, I had the dog adoption thing. Now I have Dun- Dungeons and Dragons. I always have some
3: kind of updates to be delivering. Yeah, well, that's, that's the way to be. That's the way to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm just happy that we broke the trend of, nah, no,
4: nothing, yeah.
3: nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're uh, doing good, wait, boys. It's
4: not over yet. We still have you to talk to. yeah. Okay. yeah. Tell us. <laughs> I
3: I did two things that were different this week. I booked a gig for the first time in two years. Oh, me too, actually. Yeah. What you book? Yeah. Brought? Tool. Tool. Oh, sweet. Um, where was that again? That was Tree Arena. Free Arena. Oh, yeah. Like I wanted to get tickets for that, but then I seen a buddy's post about it, and was it like. I think it was something ludicrous It was like 120
4: euro a ticket or something maybe. That euro. was the top end ticket yeah? They varied from 90 to 100 and something
3: gotcha. Like that's all you could get for it They, they were
4: ticket prices So I don't know a Tool must be hard up for a bit of money or something But um, <laughs> like they are. Like if I had to pick a favourite band It would be Tool
3: Yeah so, yeah yeah I So I'll, I'll, as well.
4: I'll happily give them my 90, 100 quid Whatever like I don't mind yeah, it, You know yeah, what I mean Just, yeah. I seen them in 2006 in Dublin And they were phenomenal absolutely phenomenal so they'll put on a great show i'll be happy with my investment when and are I got, they playing um may next okay. year i believe may 20 something okay. or something like that okay.
3: very good very yeah. good am i looking
4: at still tickets left or mm, i think the only tickets left are that those like bullshit tree arena golden circle like 300 yeah. euro fucking you know all this bullshit the tree arena does
3: golden yeah. circle is like this new thing isn't it like oh yeah they do the like same yeah. i booked one for marley park and it's like golden circle yeah
4: it's like, this new off, thing the this is master, an outdoor yeah.
2: fucking yeah. festival ground like what are you talking about so the interesting thing is i used to work for a Ticketmaster outlet. Um it, it wasn't exactly Ticketmaster as much as it was a shop that also like sold ticketmaster ticket it had a ticketmaster booth in it. And so we would we'd be given, you know, like um A big binder of, like, all the major arenas across Ireland with their seating plans so that we could show people, like, yeah, this is where you'll be sitting, what have you. Especially what you're saying about the Golden Circle. The amount of times I had to tell people was, like, yeah, so you'll be right up next to the stage or you could buy a standing ticket and just stand there anyway for, like, 50 quid less. Yeah, yeah. but
3: that's what it is. Like, like Mm. it's an outdoor arena. There's no structure. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, it's stupid. Um, But, like... (laughs) Don't get me started on Ticketmaster as well. That Monopoly is out of control. Like, not only (sighs) do they get first dibs on everything, but then all the scalpers are Ticketmaster by a different name. So they're hitting you like seven or eight Mm. times. And then, like, when you buy the tickets, it was like, it had the gall to be like, and you want to insure them? So that if you can't go, you can get your money back. That'll only cost 60 quid per ticket of the 90 euro ticket or whatever. And then it was like more and more and more and more stuff. I was like what am I even buying at this point? <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Um, by the time I get... like, oh, By the way, sorry. I booked uh, the chili peppers for June. Oh, lovely. Um, but um, I... By the time I bought them... So two tickets is like... I think it was about the same, 90-odd quid. But then with taxes, it was like 100-something. Mm. So then that was like 200-something euro. And that's me not paying for all the frills. But then after like get accommodation... In Dublin for like two nights midweek as well, which is going to be a bitch. Do you know what I mean? And then like, yeah. there's so much cost. So by the time you get there, and you have a few drinks, you get some food, you do whatever. Like it's a, it's a, it's a holiday of of money. Kind of, yeah. Oh I mean? well, yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy.
4: We're an expensive-ass country to do anything in. We are
3: fucking mad! I don't curse that much on this podcast, but wow! Like, it's crazy. Uh, but that, that was one thing anyway. Uh, at least there's a sense of normality about it, though. So that's kind of why I'm not... I'm not going to stay up worrying about it. I wanted to go to something. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing I did was... I've been getting big time back into books lately. Um, I stopped reading, like, three years ago or something. I just stopped Never picked up a book again. And then I just kind of got back in recently. And I have to say I'm loving reading again. But one thing I kind of forgot was how much I both love and hate a physical book. You know? Like the act of a book and like the smell of books and like the whole ooh, isn't this lovely? The page turning and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, appeal to it You know it's like oh yeah, yeah. I, I could really go for a good book right now But then you get it And it's like they're all different sizes And they're all different weights And they're all like cumbersome And you have to try and like hold it with both hands a lot of the time And it's a two handed affair But then you also need to be in a well lit environment And god help you if it's anything bigger than a novel If you want to go for a cup of coffee It's just its just so <laughs> many restrictions You know um, So I said I'd bite the bullet And I never liked the idea of an e-reader but I bought one to see Uh, Kindle has this like competitor called Kobo where you don't have to buy everything from Amazon so I was like yep give me that cool because like any book I own I'll 100% illegally download the EPUB for that and then I'll buy anything else I want off of different marketplaces Um, but yeah like have either of you guys checked out an e-reader in the last like couple of years because um, they have come on an incredible amount. Like, and I I got, like, the base model. And it is so close to being a piece of paper. It's ridiculous, like. Yeah,
4: they're tiny. And they're nearly... They're full-blown tablets nearly at this stage as well. Like, some of them, you know. Like, you get the even... I know you didn't want to buy Amazon some. But if you buy the Amazon Kindle, whatever now. It is just a tablet that then turns into an e-reader when you need it to.
3: Mm-mm. You can buy versions of that. But a lot of them... Have like the e-ink display, which is Mm. the key. This is the key here, is because it does not feel like you're looking at a screen, which is lovely. But then the other thing is they they only have like half a gig or something really really small of processing memory, which means that they can't really run applications that well. But you don't really want them to anyway, because you have your phone. Do you know Mm. what I mean? But if I'm on my phone and I'm or I'm on a tablet and I'm looking at a book, my eyes are getting sore. But I'm also getting distracted by all my other apps, you know, so a message will come in or I'll have a talk and go like, oh, yeah, I must Google this random thought that came into my head or and next thing, the book is gone. But now, because it's just like only books and it just looks like a page, I'm burning through books. And it, it's actually incredible because it's small enough to fit in my pocket, but big enough that it looks like a page. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm.
2: Long story short, highly advise. OK, mm. yeah, I, I we've uh um, we have a Kindle down there that hasn't Hasn't been turned on in years And I'm assuming that yeah that's, I, I get what you mean about the screen I always enjoyed looking at that Cause I even remember because we got it years ago When Kindles were like very new I think my uncle who was like Big into tech got it for me ma'am And was like you're gonna love this And she was like I'm gonna love this And then she never used it um, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you need to have to be on board with the ideas well, Yeah pretty you know? much yeah, yeah. I mean I'm myself I've I've made it known before in this podcast. I love a good audiobook or I just listen mm. to stuff in the background. Every morning what I've started doing now is um when I get out of bed I'll start work around like half eleven beforehand there's a shop that's like a 20 or well it's a 10 minute walk away from me so just 10 minutes there 10 minutes back i'll just stick in whatever and listen to this. so i i go through audiobooks more than i go through e-readers because yeah i don't know i'm 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 one of those people that like it's easier for me to concentrate on something when i'm actually walking around or doing something else like even sitting here talking i have to just twiddle this so i can keep one straight <laughs> sentence going sure, out sure, but sure, um sure. yeah that's, so that's I, like yeah. my
3: podcast space um, mm. you know or like I can't listen to ebooks because you know or audiobooks because they put me to sleep like instantly mm. like I'm like a I'm like a child in a booster seat in the back of a car <laughs> gone Um, it's really I, it's amazing if I get on a flight put in I've, I'm, I've listened to like the first chapter of one of those Witcher books like seven or eight times cause <laughs> every time I got on a plane I just stuck it in it's like okay I want to sleep put this in <sighs> <Gone. laughs> it's great uh, but look We digress. Okay. Um, We have all had relatively interesting weeks. Um, I I, I would actually say, Aaron, with your Invisalign, you probably trumped us all. Oh, thank you. With my (laughs) invisible teeth. With your invisible teeth. Anywho, (laughs) moving swiftly on. So, guys, I... When I start thinking about dental work, I get filled (laughs) with dread. So much dread that I must move us into what have we been playing. So, Aaron... And Shane, Mm. please, play that thing. All right, stranger.
2: What are you playing?
3: And because I said Dread, let me talk to you guys about a little game that came out this week called Metroid Dread.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, Metroid Dread came out there in the last week and me and a buddy played through the majority of it. Um, I think we're about 80... Percent or so through the game, and because we got that far together, I kind of felt bad finishing it myself. So I'm waiting for him to call around again. (laughs) But but it's a great game. It it's really really good. Like you know, I've only played like a bit of a lot of them, and recently I finished the first one. As I said on the podcast last week. But yeah, this is this is one hell of a game. You know, if you're into that kind of Metroidvania platformery shootery metroid goodness this is to my knowledge a fantastic one um it moves like lightning uh it's puzzles are hard but fair and its encounters are hard but fair um we didn't really struggle with anything i think at one point like we, we died a couple of times you know what i mean our bosses and stuff but like we always knew why we were dying uh so it was like it was fine to get through it but i think once we had to look up on our phone like where the hell are we meant to be going and that was like literally one and we would have figured it out eventually you know but it's one of those games where it's like it's nice to see a nintendo game clearly not made by nintendo that they were comfortable enough to release it as an old school metroid game it's it has quality of life stuff yes but it is still very much a case of you walk into a room It might look like there's nowhere to go but you have to like meticulously shoot every corner of the room and drop bombs all over the place to find hidden passages and that's how you progress like old school snes metroid type progression and stuff it wasn't dumbed down for you know phil 2021 here you know what i mean like it was like no it actually still asked you to delve into that gaming knowledge and that was pretty cool i thought but it's yeah great return for metroid
4: yeah, I seen like I know we're we, we don't really have any a whole lot of news this week, spoiler alert. Um but, None in fact. None in fact. <laughs> but I did see that um like since Metroid Dread released it has caused a spike in the sales of other Metroid games. Oh really? Yeah, so like apparently Metroid is on a bit of a boom at the moment across the board. Which is great, because it might mean that Nintendo might give it a bit more love over the years, you know, instead of just going, ah, oh, there's no Metroid games for the next like 10 years, deal with it, or whatever, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like, even at the moment, on the Switch, apart from Metroid Dread, and apart from, um, Metroid Prime? No, that's the 3D one. Is it? I can't remember. What's the one on the SNES called? I can never remember but I don't know. that one's available on the online service for streaming or whatever, but you can't actually physically buy any other Metroid game on Switch. Yeah. You know, they're all they're all locked on 3DS and Wii U and mad consoles. So, like, they really missed a trick here by not, like, releasing a Metroid collection or just some way to play those games. Because, like, I'd say, yeah, people would have 100%, even on the run-up to Dread, have bought them, ha- you know,
2: hand over fist. Yeah, I mean, there's not... I know you definitely can get other um, Met- Metroidvania like games, but it's not exactly a flooded market. So I think, like you're right, like a lot of people while waiting for Dread would have wanted to go, like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah, sure, I'll spend however much it is to just you know, get a good collection. It was Super Metroid on SNES. Super Metroid, like you were thinking thank of. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have guessed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean you're right. I, I, I have not got to play as much Metroid as I would like to have played up to this point. But I think that's also just a consequence of... I, I don't own a Switch right now. Um, I didn't own a 3DS or something like that. But uh, give them the chance. No, I do. I want to hop into it. It looks very interesting. As I said
3: to Shane last week, emulate them. You know to hell with Nintendo's yeah. lack of interest in allowing you to play them. Emulate the crap out of them. Use that PC in front of you, my friend. And yeah. Super Metroid, the crap out of it. I'm playing... I played Zero Mission there last week, emulated on my 3DS, and it was fantastic. Loved every moment. Um, but, yeah, that's that's all my Metroid news. It's great. Get out there. Buy it if you're into that type of thing. Um, I have one or two other games that I've been playing, but let's keep it fresh. Shane?
4: Um, so I finished Hot Wheels Unleashed.
3: You finished it. Mm. Well, you have hotted all uh, of the wheels.
4: Well, let me... There's like, a, you know... Asterisks next to finished. <laughs> so I have completed all, like, the boss races. I've completed majority of the races. When you get to the end, there's kind of a little area up near the top of the map that sort of unlocks. That's, like, end game stuff, like, really hard, like, time trial challenges and stuff that are super tough to beat. Okay. Like, really tough to beat. I'm really struggling with them. So I don't know how much more go I'm going to get out of that before I just give up because I can't seem to beat.
3: <laughs> okay, so you haven't, like beaten it beaten it but you've gotten to the point of you're happy enough
4: i'm happy enough i've done yeah, almost yeah. everything apart from like four races that are the super challenging time trial I...
3: oh, yeah that i didn't mean to sound discouraging i yeah. i know i know where you are yeah, yeah, yeah i know yeah. i know that feeling yeah, yeah yeah
4: and the other thing that's been like irking me a little bit is when playing the game is that all the cars are got from loot boxes
3: yes which in fact thought... in the game i've only heard this recently the game the first thing you see when you start the game is a loot box is that right I don't recall, but probably.
4: they probably Apparently, teach you how loot your, your first well.
3: car comes out of a loot box. It's just like, title screen, loot box. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, I've been, you, so I've been told. Some that.
4: of them you do unlock by doing special races and stuff, and they just give you the car. But the bulk of them are mm-hmm. gotten loot boxes. Now, you can only spend in-game currency. You can't spend any real money on the loot boxes. That's fine. That's grand, whatever. I don't mind that. I am i don't mind loot boxes when I
3: can. That's what the kids want. Like, yeah. loot box culture, you know?
4: Yeah. The problem is, is to unlock new cars, you spend your whatever... 500 kinds on a loot box whatever it is you open it you get a car it's ridiculous how many duplicates you get of or cars you already own like yep. insane one time i opened three loot boxes and got the same car three times in a row mm.
5: like it's yep. rough Heard and
4: that. and then like you know out of every like 30 loot boxes i open i might get one car that i haven't that i don't already own or that i haven't got duplicated in a row and it's not even that They're duplicating lots of cars. They seem to be duplicating the same, like, five cars. It's always the same, like, pickup truck that I get.
5: Mm -hmm, Or the mm -hmm. same,
4: like, I don't know, there's like a Chevy something or other that I keep getting as well. And it's the same two or three cars that just keep duping and duping. Someone needs to fix the damn, like, algorithm or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know what they're getting at. It's like, oh, this will keep them playing the game because they'll keep wanting to try to get the cars. But all it makes me go is... Fuck your game. I'm not going to play it anymore.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny when you think about it because like Hot Wheels as a toy was never done in loot boxes. You know, you you go in and you specifically buy the one that you want, you know, and collectors go nuts trying to make sure they finish those collections by going and... Hunting stores that have that specific thing. It's not like they're going around buying blind boxes, you know. Exactly. So like, it's funny that they've built their entire game around <laughs> this mechanic that has nothing to do with the series, you know.
4: Yeah. Mm. Like, I'm I'm pretty much done. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, yeah. There's no other mm. like. I've been burned so much by the loot boxes now that I'm like, do you know what? Screw you. I've done the legendary cars or whatever that might help me even beat those really higher time trials are just not worth the hassle. Fair. Fair.
3: Mm. fair, fair, enough. Well, that has been your arcade racing fix. What's next in your crosshair, Shane?
4: Potentially Far Cry. I'm kind of skirting around the edge of, you know, like as much as I give out about the ubisoftness of games and stuff, I once a year or so do enjoy the whole. Ah, yeah, let's just claim a few towers and shoot a few lads in the face and whatnot. And Far Cry usually gives me that fix.
3: Yeah yeah It's so, kind of split down the middle From what I'm hearing Is that like You know yeah. people are just like I can't do this again And other people are like Yeah it's great So awesome. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> I suppose if you kind of Go in there going that's ah, just going to be More Far Cry If I just run around and Have to crack and a troll molotons. at lads Fine mm-hmm. If you're looking yep. for Some new like You know Evolution of the genre Or of the franchise I don't think you're going to Get it from Far Cry
3: Shout out to that Wheelchair Dash Hound Chorizo though mm. Oh yeah Gotta yeah. say That's a good Dash Hound Oh, yeah, he's cute as hell too. He is cute. Um, Aaron, what we you, my friend?
2: Playing anything? I haven't been playing much. I've I've a lot of stuff on between work and like other side projects. I haven't got to play much games. But what I have been playing, which is probably an odd thing to bring up now, is I've actually been running through Skyrim.
3: Nice, nice. Um, I'm planning
2: on jumping back in. Is it next mm.
3: month when the 10th anniversary thing comes up?
2: I believe so. Yes, mm. I believe so. Um, I haven't. I think playing Skyrim is probably the wa- the wrong word to use. I've literally just ignored everything, and I'm just walking, <laughs> just walking around, just seeing what's there, because, like, there's so much. You forget. Yeah, how, yeah. Like, everywhere you look, there's just something. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so I've, I've been... I've just been spending the past couple of nights. Like I have a couple of free hours, so just hop on Skyrim, just stroll around on a horse, fight a few trolls. You know, get vampirism again, fail to cure it, get angry, uh, cure it. You know, go about my adventures again. I'm kind of, yeah. kind of living like a little, a little D and D aimless D and D campaign, just running around the world of Skyrim essentially. But um, yeah, that's, nice. that's just been me for the past while funny you bring that up i booted that game up recently on
3: game pass on the pc just to mm. see it running on my pc and it keeps crashing it just will not run like it, it runs mm. for like half an hour and then boof crashes the
2: desktop right that's no. now i'm not running skyrim itself i'm actually running like a, a different i had to like mod it and sort stuff out in order to get it working in, in 21 by 9 because okay. you know the yeah that just wasn't a part of it so uh i don't know whether maybe the mods or something that's just like fixed stability i haven't had a crashing issue with skyrim myself but i mean um it wouldn't be like bethesda to make a game with issues (laughs) i know yeah exactly i was gonna bring it up but you beat me (laughs) to it there was threads and threads
3: of like oh yeah this is an issue since launch Mm. and blah 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 and it's just like oh i'm not really up for figuring this out and then like the update will come out, because the update's free to everybody that has the So, like, it's going to be pushed on November whenever. So, mm. like, I didn't want to go through all the effort of fixing it and potentially modding it to work only for November to come around and then those mods not be compatible and now my save is screwed. Do you know yeah. I was just like? Oh, oh, just park that, it. Yeah, and you know that's going to happen. Oh, that's 100% like, yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, make sure and... I don't know how you would do it if you're really far in But try and, before the, the day before That comes out, Aaron, if you are attached
2: To that save file, try and make like a clean save Somewhere <laughs> I will, oh, yeah, I'll store it, I'll stick it on a hard drive And bury it in the back garden or something Somewhere <laughs> as far away From Todd from Howard's hands as possible and then future civilizations will look at it and go, how did he get
3: it in 21.9? He must be a genius. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because
3: they'll, they'll still have Skyrim, you
2: know, re-released. Oh, they will. it'll in, be like out some. on their toasters or something. On your fingernails. You're playing it on your <laughs> fingernails. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, um, what else did I play? I played a couple of other things. Um, me and Kerry, uh, who was going to join us this week, but she is dying of some kind of throat uh, <laughs> thing. Mm. I was going to say disease. That that sounds bad. It's not a throat disease, <laughs> to my understanding. <laughs> but she had a very sore throat, so she could not join us this evening. Get well soon. Um, but yeah, myself, Kerry, and actually the answer the asker of this week's question of the week, Stephen, he also joined us from the Discord uh, to play some Back for Blood. Uh, the Left for Dead spiritual successor, and it's a Left for Dead spiritual successor, <laughs> true and true. I'm, um, I'm so shocked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we, there we go, folks. Anyway, uh, thanks for coming to the cat cat. Um No, it's um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I think I think I was warmer on it than both Kerry and Stephen though, because they come from a place of experience with the older games. Whereas I'm coming at this from a very new, you know, I barely ever touched the other one. So I didn't have a 360, you know, when I was a teenager or whatever. So I had no real experience, but I knew what, what to expect. But there was a lot of mechanics and there was a lot of other differences that weren't in Left 4 Dead that I think rubbed them the wrong way. But I thought it was fine. Um, it is a party shooter. You can play it with bots if you want but really the fun is playing with friends naturally enough i tried playing it with bots for a little while it came very evident that i needed people very quickly um but it has an interesting feature to it where they've implemented this kind of card system into the game and normally when i hear card system as a bullet point on a video game my eyes start to glaze immediately and i just go no (laughs) i hate card games so much i don't know why i can't vibe with them but this is actually interesting because what it does is it deals you random like you know um random effect cards at the beginning of every level to say like you know there's going to be 10% more damage to your teammates or we're going to roll in fog or we're going to do something to change things up a little bit generally for the worse and then you can put together a deck and at the beginning of every round you get to pick like one card out of like a hand of five that comes from your deck and you can stack all these abilities each round and it, it would essentially mean that from my understanding Left 4 Dead you play the same level again and 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 again this deck mechanic means that you're always going to be playing something slightly different every time because of that random deck you know thing that's in there so to me it made sense but I can see why it would turn people off because even when I jumped in at first I was like what the hell is all this is this like is this Left for Dead stuff that I'm just not aware of? Um, but on the whole, good game, good game. I, I'm into it.
4: Yeah, I mean, party shooters are fun. Like that's the point. Just to get together, have a bit of a laugh, create some stories. I get the whole card system. I suppose it's keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, they always people people who play party shooters and co-op shooters. They all they're always looking for something to change it up and keep it fresh. And so at least that's baked right in for them, which is great. Yes, but I will probably yeah. never play this game.
3: And why is that? Is that, it's just not up your alley?
4: Yeah, I just don't really care about the kind of horde-based shootery sort of things. I, the idea, Now, maybe left. or I was going to say left for dead, back for blood, <laughs> whichever. i up, pick pick your title. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's slightly different, I don't know, but it's the idea of... It's probably the same problem I had with Returnal. It's the idea of starting from scratch every time just, like, irks me, you know? If I can't sure. carry
3: carry stuff... At
4: least when I was playing Hades, I could carry stuff back that could help me upgrade to get a bit hardier and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the only thing is you'll always be playing this with friends. I don't think there's any real joy to be found here playing it by yourself. Yeah, And everything you unlock in one player doesn't come over... To multiplayer so like mm-hmm. they're, they're treated separately and there's like weird lobby system things that i won't even try to explain here so there's a lot of stuff that's kind of gatekeeping you into okay i'm, I'm just never going to play this now unless there's somebody with me um yeah. so it says on the back the of the case. box
4: i looked at the back of the box today and work mm. it says on the back of the box no offline
3: yes you can't play it offline but you can play it by yourself yeah odd.
4: yeah yeah because you know normally in that little box where it says like one player and then, like, two yeah. to eight players network, it was just like, no no offline, is all it said.
3: <laughs> no offline for yourself. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's it's good. I think people are going to like it, and I hope they, you know, keep adding to it. And I don't know. It, it's fine. It's good. It's good. Anyway, um, the one game that I am really excited to talk about that I picked up randomly is one that came out last month, I think. And it's it's a Pig. <laughs> um... <laughs> Shane, let me ask you, because okay. I was thinking about you when I was playing this game, okay? Ah, thanks. Let, let me ask you. I know, I was just thinking it had nothing to do with the game, I was just thinking about you. <laughs> um, but let me ask you, in my just just imagine I'm wearing like an awful tweed jacket and I'm trying to sell you a second hand car, but instead of selling you a second hand car, I'm trying to get you into a game. So Shane, are you, tell are you, me are you gonna try to sell me
4: Final Fantasy 14
3: again? No, I'm not no. I'm not. <laughs> That was unfruitful. <laughs> um, Shambo. Yes. What have I got to do to put you in the JRPG today?
4: Um, probably give me a game that's not too Japanese. And mm-hmm. um, that has some decent mechanics that mm-hmm. are fun. That are mm-hmm. not like, you know, and that are not because I a lot of JRPGs can be very stat heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of that.
3: Perfect. Okay. So, so I have got the JRPG for you, my friend. This is by far the best JRPG that I have played in years. It kicks the absolute crap out of everything Square Enix has put out in the last couple of years. It's not even a competition. I'm surprised that more people aren't screaming about this game. Um, And also, it strips away all the most boring things about a JRPG and keeps all the good stuff and introduces action elements. It's it's really good. Um, it's called Tales of Arise. It's like the 264th game in the Tales series. I don't know. I've never really played it before. But this one is super. It's really, really good. Um, it's on PS4, PS5, Xbox Series, Xbox One, PC, blah, blah, blah. But this one in particular, I'm playing on the Xbox Series X. It runs and looks phenomenal it's it really is a beautiful game Uh, it's kind of like somewhere in between 3d model and cell shading and but it really really works for it um it is it's like light anime style you know it's like it's not like over anime it's it's that just enough style you know um where it's like you can tell it's japanese influenced but it's not like
4: Tell me this. Over the top. Does anyone in a cut scene or anything see, like, an enemy or something go, uh, 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 Not to, that like, I've noticed. No, <laughs> you know what like they do every no. Ever. No. Like in every anime ever. Like, in Dragon Ball or something when a guy's charging up and they What is What is that?
3: <laughs> yeah, they, no, not really. No, maybe, maybe like, once or twice in, like, a comedic scene but not, <laughs> like, not, not like, egregiously as most Japanese yeah. um, mm-hmm. influence stuff does. But um, but no, it's really low key in terms of that. There is no hypersexualism that I have encountered so far, which is lovely. Um, the dialogue is pretty damn good, actually. Um, but what I what I what made me think this is one that you might enjoy is it has all of the cool things about a JRPG, where it's like you're going to like these lovely environments and they are beautiful. Um, but you're kind of progressing through the story. You're meeting characters. There is light stat element, so like it'll be just like okay, in every area you progress into, your characters will be able to either buy or create better armor. And it's just like this one is marginally better than the last one. That's the extent, you know. It's it's like very simplistic. It's like Dragon Quest in that way. It's very simplistic upgrades, um, but where the depth comes in is in the battle mechanics which you're probably thinking in your head now okay so it's probably like turn-based or it's probably like i don't know like a mixture of like what final fantasy what what was that one 13 no 15 did uh where it's like kind of like action-based or whatever it's kind of like you're walking around it's a jrpg and it's jrpg and then when and it controls lovely actually The, the overall controls are fantastic But then when you get into a battle, it's all just, you know, enemies you see on the field. When you run into them, the battle starts and then it kind of creates an arena and you are battling them kind of Devil May Cry style in that arena. And it's all about, you know, getting good combos and stylish combos and all this type of stuff. And you're juggling two other characters as well. And it is fun as hell. I'm I'm jonesing to play more of it. I can't wait to like get off this podcast, stop talking to you, chuckleheads, and start playing this <laughs> Tales of Rise again. You know, it's it's fantastic. It um, sounds fun.
4: It sounds really fun. Like I like when you say things like Devil May Cry combat. I'm intrigued
3: because I do like a good mm-hmm. hack and, a good hack and slash. Um, it is good hack and slash because it's not like here's the concept, right? Why I don't like hack and slash as a, as a genre generally it is it's too much hack and slash you know it's just like that's the whole thing that's that's what we're doing here you know what i mean whereas this is like no no this is a jrpg but every time you know like in pokemon where the screen goes la, 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 and then like you're fighting something all of a sudden now it's a hack and slash do you know what yeah. i mean and that is that's a fun dichotomy back and forth you know um highly recommend it look up a review it's great
4: yeah that i will actually i i had a quick google there when you mentioned the name and i do recognize the box art for sure Mm-hmm. So I may have a quick looky-loo and see how I go about it. I'll watch like the first hour or something on a playthrough and then I don't really know if it's something I want to...
3: Oh, the first hour is kind of like... Because it's the JRPG, it's like you're meeting the hero and he has memory problems and he, he's like learning that he's powerful or whatever. So it's like the general tropey, you know, JRPG starting, but it does not take long. for This is not like a four-hour build-up thing. It's like within the first hour... By the end of that hour, it's starting to pick up. Do you know what I mean? But but if you're going to watch a playthrough, maybe skip in a little bit.
4: Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. I'll watch the second hour.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um. But yeah, as you progress through every hour, you're you, like it's it's the battle mechanics are getting more and more involved, and it's like more combos and more, you know, abilities and ah, it's, it's just really good. I won't ruin any more tales will rise. Run, don't walk, folks. Um, but that's all of the games that I've been playing this week. Metroid Dread, Back for Blood, Tales of Rise, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Skyrim, because we can never escape our lords at the Fesa. But with that being said, folks, let's take a very quick break, where if you are listening at home, you will hear a little ad, and then everybody will hear where you can catch up with all of us in our socials. They will be linked in the description below also. But with all that being said... Before we come back and tell you what we're watching and/or do the question of the week, play that thing. Hey there! If you want to keep up with all things casual game content, you can do so in a number of ways. The easiest way to do so is to follow us on all of our socials at Casual Game Co. Not content because you only get 15 characters, but hey, what can you do? At Casual Game Co. That's at C A S. U-A-L-G-A-M-E-C-O. Can't be any simpler than that on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. And when you're at Facebook, look for the group, the Casual Game Community. It's a good bunch. We're going to love you. Come on by. If you could do us a massive favour, like the podcast, review the podcast, and just tell a friend about the podcast, it goes a long way. And you can find all of our content on podcast forums, wherever you get your podcasts by searching for casual game cast thanks again for all of your help and all of your support it means the absolute world to us now back to the show and we are back now folks we are going to supplement the news for what we've been watching this week because not an awful lot actually happened this week you know we could try and talk about news but nothing interesting happened at all it's last week was pretty jam-packed i think with nintendo and all the rest but like yeah, it was pretty light news week, so let's not try and make conversation out of stuff. Instead, let's catch up in a segment that we have not done in a very long time called What are you watching? Aaron, please, play that thing. What are you watching, bro? So, what have we been watching? Um, let's try and keep this one short, and let's just pick like one thing each. And if they overlap, so be it.
2: Okay? Aaron, I'm going to go to you first okay well to keep this short um i had multiple things i wanted to bring up but for the sake of uh, a good segue off what you just said i watched the big short which is a Mm. film uh featuring uh, christian bale yes uh and other actor i think brad pitt's in it as well he is
4: ryan gosling
2: steve carell ryan gosling steve yes thank you big cast big cast Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I think it's a phenomenal film. I loved great. it. I, That's That's really good. Yeah. Because yep. one, um, one of the lads I'm friends with was like, oh, man, you'd love it. You may watch it. It's about the 2008 crisis. And I just kind of imagined oh, I'll probably be something along the lines of Suits. It'll be like a sort of legal drama. So the way they just display that story and like, yeah, literally, do you know, like keep your interest by like telling it through like a pop culture lens almost in a way of like, Joe, you know, um, if you don't know what this is, it means shit. <laughs> it's like, uh, here's my Robbie in a bathtub to explain it. Stuff like that. I just thought that was genius. Yeah. They kinda know. have to like
4: could you imagine mm. a, 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 like an actor delivering that dialogue of explanation, you would just gloss over so fast.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh a hundred percent. Yeah, the way like it had to break the four because I look like the whole point of the film was to like describe to the audience how you know, just the insane financial workings that were going on at the time and it, it does it just it it literally just explains it to you but not it it's like the best way to explain because it, it's not a condescending way do you know what i mean any other way of doing it you'd literally have like um do you know, some massive ceo banker as inevitably happens in tv shows where they're like so frightened it's like some ceo banker is like what is a roth ira and you're like you should you are (laughs) like you you most likely got your lawyers to write that into law how do you not know that you know that's a Yeah, yeah yeah the way it delivers information i just i thought it was a phenomenal film and i wanted to throw it out there and if anyone wants to watch it you should and you will feel sad afterwards
3: yeah it's a great movie actually mm. another it's the thing I wanted to talk about and I'm not going to spend any time on it so don't worry but one movie I had been putting off that has another like big cast in it that we watched last night is um, Knives Out
4: did you mm. watch that?
3: yeah that is a great movie
4: yeah it's really fun <laughs> it's a really fun
3: movie yeah it's, it's fun is a good way of putting it actually yeah. yeah 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 it's like I did not think Daniel Craig could do a southern drawl but he won me over by the end of the film you know yeah
4: <laughs> that movie that movie like was saw saw after that Netflix spent the most amount of money they have ever spent to buy the rights to the sequels
3: yeah because I seen the sequel is being made at the moment that's what made me yeah want to watch it
4: and it's funny because they've spent like 400 and something million on the sequel on buying mm. the rights to the sequel not even making it just buying the rights
3: yeah 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 we, you, we are so confident this is yeah, going to be good
4: but you can't watch the first one on Netflix
3: yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, because they don't have the rights for the first one, obviously, because we watched it on Now TV.
4: Yeah, they don't have yeah, the rights yeah, yeah. to the first one. So now it's going to be like the, the second part will be a Netflix exclusive. I think they're going to make like two or three sequels or something. And they're all going to be on Netflix, but the first one's not.
3: <laughs> It'll be like the Ghostbusters, where it's like, you know, there was a thing called Ghostbusters before, but we're just going to call this the real Ghostbusters. So it's yeah. going to be like the real Nice Out will be on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's not what I wanted to talk about. I'm going to just jump in since I'm talking already and say the thing we watched this week was, actually, I watched it a week or two ago, but I wanted to talk about it now since we're doing this, is Squid Game.
4: Yep, I'm on on that Squid Game life right now.
3: (laughs) Yep, infamous, infamous Squid Game. I I assume we'd all have watched it because... I haven't finished it though, just so you know. Oh, I'm only joking. Um, (laughs) The it's one it's it's become this phenomenon like once every like three or four years something comes up it's like Game of Thrones it's like whatever it's like uh, this thing you have to watch because everybody is watching thing it's the most watched Netflix show ever, apparently. Mm-hmm. At least in terms of like
2: you know um, days, days I, to yeah. views. Do I don't. I, mean? like, I don't. Yeah, sorry. That's what I was going to say. I think it's the biggest opening of a Netflix show. I think is yes. is the, yeah that they're saying. I think
3: for the time in which it has been on Netflix, it is the mm-hmm. highest viewed thing. Uh, I think The Office US is like the highest ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the I I was surprised. Because cause here's the thing not to be like that, you know, that douchey guy in the back of the coffee shop that's like, oh, I, I was watching it before it was cool. Was like, I, I genuinely saw it pop up on my, um, on the thread at the top of Netflix the day it released, uh, saying, oh, watch Squid Game. And I looked at it and went, that looks like it's up my alley. You know, I like anime and I like all that weird stuff and I like Korean films. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can watch this and I got into it and I really really I like spoilers I really like it you know I think I won't spoil anything for you Shane but I I think it kind of it gets more weird at the end I thought but like the actual whole thing I really really enjoyed and I must admit though I am super surprised that the rest of the world is so on board with it as I am because like it takes all my boxes it's like it's a battle royale for the for the new age you know and it has that like and it's a series i always thought battle royale should have been a series you know um but then it's like when i was watching it i was kind of thinking to myself wow this is like when i watch anime i hate that like egregious japanese anime with like you know over sexualization and all the tropes and all that kind of crap. i like when i watch an anime for it to be like reserved but some messed up stuff was happening You know and people are like interacting With each other and there's like there's always the happy Go lucky guy that's going to just get through it all You know but horrendous stuff is happening Around them that's the kind of anime I like watching And And this was kind of that in like Live action you know and I Never saw that before
2: done well Yeah no absolutely and Not not spoiling anything What Squid Game does Incredibly well is And I think it's the reason why it got so Popular is that Every every 20 seconds, something happens. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, every... There's always something, and... Because uh, I remember even... I don't know what episode you're on, Shane, but even, like, the first game, Red Light, Green Light, that goes on for um, yeah. that whole episode. There's, like, in, in the space of one episode, there's about 20 different plot twists. In uh, Sorry, in the space of the one sequence. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um... Mm-hmm. And i'm going back, I think that's one of the main things that, um, it, one it being like so visual as well, and the 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 tension that it builds up—you can't look away. Now, I think the other thing that's mm-hmm. added that is like, if you look away, you don't understand what's going on unless you speak <laughs> Korean. That's true. Because yeah. uh, I'm sorry if you, I Shana, you—I'm assuming you're watching subtitled. No, I'm watching uh, Dubbed for the Misses.
3: I watched it dubbed ah. as well, and I will admit to being a dub whore because I, when I I looked at it and I knew it was going to be a spectacle thing, and I can't, I, I do this with anime as well, I can't watch the bottom of the screen for the entire thing. I want to f- take it all in. Mm. And I will say this I will say this, even though I do listen to dubs on a lot of things, they're generally atrocious. Yeah, this is not bad.
2: This now, is actually I, a
3: fairly good because it it actually syncs it up with the mouths for the most part, and mm. it does kind of put accents on them. But that's kind of where I thought, wow, they really made it like feel like an anime and sound like an anime. Like the old Asian mm. guy has a very old Asian guy in an anime voice put on yeah. him, but
2: but it's but it synced up quite well. Now that's yeah, I I put on I put on the dub just because I was like, oh, actually, I wonder what it sounds like. Um, I put it on, and the only line I heard was, he has been arrested for various things, including some financial crime. I was like, no, (laughs) I can't do that. I can't. That
3: didn't didn't hook you?
2: (laughs) No, it didn't. But it did when I read it. So, um, but Yeah, 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 no. Now, the other thing is, if I'm not mistaken, I remember... Oh, where did I see it? Someone was mentioning there's English subtitles and then there's English closed captions. And I watched it with the closed captions, which are the the translation isn't great, but it's even worse on the closed captions. I heard, yeah, yeah. The closed captions are, yeah, they have to squash down the um, the dialogue even more because closed captions are for. There, that's the assumption that you can't hear the audio at all. So, like that'll have the sound effects and everything in it. That apparently just English subtitles and not closed captions is the way to go. Well, Even like there's, still, there's subtitles,
3: which is like the direct translation, and then there is like closed captions. Although yes, we'll have like audio cues in there. It's mm. also giving you the direct translation of the English dub, which will not be a direct translation of yes. Japan because or in Korean, Korea, I should say in yeah. this case, because it is you know they're syncing up to the mouth which means some words will change in order to facilitate that you know now folks we are back you may have noticed that there was a slight hiccup there we had some audio video and uh, comical issues there but we are back on track so just to wrap things up regarding squid game uh yeah i think it's pretty cool i'm looking forward to like what comes next I'm, I'm i'm after seeing the ending i'm kind of cautious i'm not going to spoil anything Shane. don't worry i will want to hear about your your take on the ending but like i think it could go interesting places i just i hope that it doesn't get like out of control anime yeah 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 you know next season or whatever i get you, um I get you. but yeah yeah it's all good stuff it's good stuff uh Shane, to wrap us up have you yeah. you wanted to talk about? Yeah,
4: so I was going to bring up Squid Game, but since someone else did, I would bring up something else that I watched. I watched on Netflix also Midnight Mass.
3: I'm, that is next on my TV mm-hmm. list. Yeah, same. so it's
4: from the same guy who created Haunting of Hill House and Haunting okay. of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not watched either of those.
3: Okay, Hill House is a must. Blight Manor you can skip.
4: Yeah, I'm going to watch Hill House next. I think because I really enjoyed Midnight Mass a lot.
3: Oh, yeah, and from what I hear, like it's it's like really really good, but still not a patch on um, Hill House.
4: Yeah, what I enjoyed about um, Midnight Mass was the kind of the whole theme of religious horror.
3: Yes. Because yes, I'm not a
4: yes, big yes. horror, dude. I don't watch much horror or, a lot or anything. And I'm not big into, like, jumpy, scary kind of... I just don't go for it at all. The Mrs. on the other hand, does. So now this is kind of... This was a nice kind of intersection in the Venn diagram of the things we like. Because yep. I would call this closer to a thriller with horror elements more mm-hmm. so than a horror. Gotcha. And I love me a good thriller.
3: Yes. Yes, and uh, from what I understand, it's kind of like that. What was that movie where the American students go to Poland and they go to like that um, kind of cult? And they all start getting killed. Oh, mi- midsummer is it? Midsummer, yes, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like has midsummer vibes, from what I understand. Only it's like more religion than cult.
4: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's well, it's a little culty, a little religiousy. But like, what religion isn't really a little culty at times? Yeah, sure. So that, that cl- I'm a
3: little bit culty.
4: <laughs> I'm a little bit rock and roll. Um, but it does it does <laughs> veer veer into that kind of culty territory. But I really like the whole religious horror themes and how. The things, I, I can't re- I don't want to say much, but the things it deals with horror wise, they make the religious people react how you think they would react. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's are not
3: too over the top.
4: A, 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 a little bit, but not in a bad way. It's like people who are very religious Bible freaks think anything that happens has to be something from God or this says this in the Bible. So that, and yeah, yeah, the people react to what's going on in their little town or whatever. Because they're very deeply religious, like, you know, they are, they believe that, like, what's going on here is, like, a message from God and that, you know, they're using, picking and choosing Bible quotes to service themselves, to go to explain what's happening, to suit their own mean. And, like, I really liked all that. But I won't go any further because I don't want to ruin stuff.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's going to be, like, my Halloween week watch, I think. Um, Both myself and herself are on board. Yeah. So, uh, so that's going to be the next one. Bly Manor was a bit disappointing from. Um, it the name? It's like an Irish name. Mike Flanagan, I think it is. Is it Mike Flanagan? Yes. Yeah. Um, very Irish name. Yeah. Because his, <laughs> uh, his
4: missus is the main, like, the lead lady in Hill House and in this as well. And I think she's in Bly Manor one, too. Okay,
3: yeah. Well, hey, yeah. yeah. Put her to work. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, like, Bly Manor was a bit of a misstep, I found. Um, Hill House is great. Hill House is fantastic. Um, and I hear this is almost as good. So, like, I'm looking forward... I think you did the right thing. I think you went, like, you're not going to be let down. You've seen this, and you're kind of... From what I understand, this is just below. Yeah. So, like, you, you're you only going up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, everybody's critique is that, like, yeah, it was great, but it just wasn't as good. you know what I mean? Whereas you're going the right direction.
4: Maybe I should watch Bly Manor... Next and then finish. No, that with would him. have been first. No, or maybe I should then and then finish minutes. with Hill House to get that real high at the end. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a roller coaster we watched up all and of down and Bluy up Manor and And
3: <laughs> it really, it really wasn't worth it. It really mm-hmm. was. I wouldn't watch it again. Okay. You know, I wouldn't tell someone to watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the others are great. The others are great. Um, but that has been what we've been watching. I believe. Let's take it on home with the question of the week so without any further ado i'm just going to stop rambling and play that thing now we are back with the question of the week which as i mentioned at the top of the show comes from our facebook community that's the casual game community you can find that in the description below but this week it comes in from viral strain aka steven Keeley, who asks back in the day of four player split screen on one tv did you ever get into an argument about people looking at your screen with your friends what game caused
2: the biggest drama for you
3: aaron has this ever happened to you
2: um i mean i can't say to a massive degree there's only been a couple of games where i've really managed to um manage to get a nice couch co-op going um because it's 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 unfortunately a dying trend, uh, you know. There's there's not much. Everything sort of been it, it's it's built to play solo with other people as opposed to mm-hmm. getting your mates around. I think I don't know if I can uh, if I cast it down as much as like screen watching or ruining the game that way, but. Watching what your opponent w- like the the inputs that they were aiming to do on Smash Bros was a big thing uh, <laughs> yeah. at the birthday parties I used to go yeah. to. Um, <laughs> to what
3: well, last week or before COVID? Like,
2: yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, <laughs> the lads used to just get real tick at me. Um, I know yeah. they were, um, but yeah, I I still always won. <laughs> um, I know, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's, that's about it for me. I, I can't really think of much because, as I said, is like as, Joe, you know, i I kind of I real got into gaming at an age when online multiplayer was really taken over. It's it's a missing art screen watching. It's a it's a lot. It is. It is in a lot of
3: cases. Mm. Um, Shane, how about you?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, big on
4: the old. Oh yeah, I was around. Oh, yeah, I was around for the days of the you know. I'm starting to sound like, oh, when I was a kid, I had to walk 40 miles to school and me bare feet and all that. But no, Back I... W- in
3: my day, we had to walk 40 miles to my friend's house and we all sat on one television. One television. We were
4: happy. And it was only a 12-inch. <laughs>
3: that's true. Uh, oh, that that yeah. is... That's the reality of oh, it. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. No wonder we all need fucking glasses today. Um, true. Which, yeah, no, definitely. Um, any, like old school arena shooters your uh, GoldenEyes your Quakes your you know un- mm-hmm. even Unreal Tournament to a degree because um, I, think I, don't, I don't think I ever played Unreal Tournament until kind of later when they re-released them to the 360 or something but anyway yeah,
1: even yeah. into
4: the 360 days there was still a good bit of that and it was a f- it's a fine art of being able to kind of watch your opponent's screen to see where they are in the map so you could get shot off on them but also mm-hmm. keep an eye on your own so you don't get
3: killed <laughs> It is, it is, and like it's also a fine art to to do it within reason. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, I don't I don't mind it being done within reason. You know, like as long as you're not like, as long as you're not like clearly just looking at my screen like this. Do you know what I mean? Like as long as you're kind of just like throwing an eye to see. Oh wait, I'm on the complete wrong side of the map. Let's make this more fun and just engage in the mm. same areas. Like that's that's fine. I have no problem with that. But it's like like we have. The guys here in Cork Love Halo and I'm, I'm not the biggest Halo fan But like I'll join on online parties And stuff for them Every so often You know Whatever And There's like One of our buddies Is constantly Is getting shit From everyone For like Stop looking at me Screen man Poaching Poaching uh, and he, he does in fairness because I'd be watching him like drinking a can or whatever just watching them play the game rather than even watching the game <laughs> and like he is he's been 100% like just his eyes are drifting up here or over mm-hmm. here or whatever like he's just, he just completely doesn't have the etiquette down you know Um, I think I mirror a lot of what you say there I think GoldenEye was a big one yeah, yeah. GoldenEye was a big one and Perfect Dark and Time Splitters. Mm. They're all the same game pretty much and they all had the same issue with that, you yeah. know, screens um screen scoping as we used to call it, where the arguments would be flying left, right, and centre. Um the one I remember the most is Twisted Metal 2, bizarrely. I remember getting like fist fights with my friends. <laughs> over that at the tender age of 10 you know and it's like you're like how could you know i was up in that building it's like ah <laughs> attacking each other like. yeah it's um, um, real talk though right real talk yeah
4: okay yeah. has have you ever has your brain ever done the thing right you know what i'm talking about when i explain it that you're screen scoping as you call it and you kind of mm. get so into looking at your mate's screen that you forget that's not your screen and you think you're playing that character and then you're getting like murdered to bits on your screen, right? just as grand. I'm running around here and not about her, and your own character's like in a corner just spinning in circles or whatever.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm the worst for that at like a party where like I get handed a controller and like you know it's a four player situation. Yeah, and I'm always looking at the wrong guy. Yeah, I'm oh, it takes okay. me like. It takes like a minute and a half to realize, oh, I'm dying. Yeah. you know, Mario yeah.
4: Kart is the worst. You're like oh, driving shit. backwards the wrong way down the track. You're like, wait, am
3: I not Mario?
4: Crap, I thought it was Mario. Oh, no, I'm actually Bowser. Damn it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and like, they've made it so hard to mess up on Mario Kart nowadays. You yeah. know, like, I didn't even realize when I bought the new... Because I bought Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U. And then years later, again on the Switch... But the switch settings Were different than the Wii U settings So obviously when I bought it On the Wii U I turned off all of the Like You know like the stuff They put in gutters On bowling lanes To like mm. stop you From going over the edge There's like a thing for that Essentially And then there's a thing For rubber banding And there's like All these settings You can put on To make it easy For like a, a toddler yeah. To play the game I forgot that they were All still on it So like for like A good day and a half I was playing Mario Kart And this thing going what if they struggle with this level at all? Like, this is grand. And it was like, I actually looked at the settings and was like, oh, I'm playing super baby mode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Screen scoping. Screen scoping. It is probably something that isn't as prevalent as it was. What's the name of that game, actually? Um, there's a game that's built around that mechanic. Oh, like you,
2: I know. You can't
3: see yourself.
2: You can't see anyone on you, your screen. No, you, you can see everybody else. You can't see screens. the enemy on your screen. You can only yep. see where the enemy is by trying to figure out by looking at that. Oh, that's going to annoy me now. Yeah. Um,
4: Google food oh, crap over there, and come on, let's yeah,
3: go. Yeah.
2: Okay. Because uh, it's a shooter. <laughs> it's like a. Low it is park. a shooter. Uh,
3: s- uh, it's on Switch, PS4, PC. It's on everything. Um Screen swap, screen share, screen shot? something. No, Screenshot?
2: Mm.
3: Hit uh, on the nose. <laughs> no, yeah,
2: everything that's coming up is like hip shot dot, redlot LED, aim assist mod for television.
3: Uh. <laughs> Hold on there now. Screen uh, scoping. Game. I don't even know if that's like a universal term or whatever. Just something we use.
4: Anyone at home just tuning in, welcome to the Google Search Show, where we search things <laughs> on Google and tell you all about
3: Screen it. cheat. Screen sheet or screen sheet. Yes. Screen. Yes, sheet. yes, yes. <laughs> what did I say? Screen sheet. You know, I think screen I probably sheet, said yeah. screen
2: sheet as well with these <laughs> with the underline in. Very screen good. Sheet. Very good.
3: Very good. Yeah, that's something I've never actually played, but the 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 concept is so. Genius. Interesting. Yes, it's in, it's very interesting. It seems like a concept that would wear out. It's welcome after like an hour, though.
2: Yeah, Do you know, I I, I, yeah. I, don't, I,
3: don't, I can't see myself coming back to that religiously. Like,
4: I'm already, I'm already interested. by I looked at it here on Google Images and like one of the characters is wielding like a candelabra as a weapon, so I'm already sold.
2: There you go, Shane. Shane, I want to hear your impressions next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm no, I'm, I. I completely forgot about that game because I thought that was genius when it came out. Because on top of that, it's not just a shooter; it's technically like a puzzle game as well. Because you have to like, yeah, yeah. you learn up and I'd say the reward of when like, you're like uh, maybe you lightly press the trigger and just a shot. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I mean, you can only hope. Yeah. Um. And we probably will see a lot of this screen scoping coming back now with the eminent release of the new Halo.
0: And yeah. So there's going to be a lot
3: mm-hmm. more couch co-op going on. Here's hoping. Uh. But that has been that, lads. Let's take this one home. So if you have been here with us for this long in this episode. Thank you very much. You are very patient. But if you have been here with us on our journey this long, thank you very much for your support. You do mean the world to us. And if you have stumbled across us for the first time, please do us a little favor. And if you watch this a hundred times, please do us a little favour. Leave a little like on the podcast. Review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Podcast Addict or wherever you are. If you can leave a review, all those really, really help. And then obviously drop into all of our socials. You'll find them in the description below. But most of all, the most important thing you can do, my friends, my my beautiful, beautiful internet family, is tell a friend. Tell a friend that might enjoy this kind of content and we will be internally
2: indebted to you. And
3: Aaron... Mm. Who
2: in the society should they tell this week? Oh, oh God, that is a loaded question. Um, we've gone through a butcher, a lollipop lady, your boss. What was it? It was a TD last week. Yes. <sighs> I'm going to go with your bin man. The The bin man The most important member of any society And I don't care what anyone says Nobody wants to clean up after themselves (laughs) But the bin man does Tell him I 100% agree I think
3: he is an underplayed representative In our society Although I'm kind of pissed off of mine at the moment L- lately they've been like Leaving trails of glass And like okay, Bin yeah. <laughs> juice Outside of my door but, Like whatever Ugh. way They've started upheaving the, the skips into their bins It's just like It's no bueno anymore mm. And like Whatever about that There's children in my cul-de-sac That like run up and down That street all <laughs> wow. the time And like Every Monday morning There's just broken glass <laughs> So you know Maybe don't tell him Because I think we're okay. going to have a run in But tell yeah. every other bin man Because they're, w- they're wonderful <laughs> but with that, this has been the Casual Gamecast episode 59. I have been Phil and I have been joined by Shane Bo and by Aaron Thompson. Thank you so much for everything. Take care, be safe, but most of all, stay casual. Say goodbye, lads. Bye.
1: Please follow us on
3: Facebook and subscribe via iTunes.
1: Hi, I'm Pete. I'm an IT manager. Today, I want to talk about... Pete! Heads up. We've been hacked. What happened?
4: My password is my birthday. Everyone knows that. February 14th. Why would
6: everyone... I don't get how these people figure this stuff out. I
1: think I do. Have you ever updated it?
6: Yes. I
4: changed it to Valentine's Day.
1: Uh, Okay. We're protected with Connection Security Services. You just gotta be more careful, Pete. Okay. Yep. For hardware, software, support, and empathy. For Pete's sake, connect with Connection. To protect your fleet and your reputation, there's the Michelin Agilis Cross-Climate Tire. Michelin's most durable, heavy-duty, commercial light truck tire ever. Visit business.michelinman.com slash professional services to outfit your fleet.
6: Hello and welcome to the Liquid Ghost Podcast brought to you by 404 Page Air. I'm your host, Eli.
7: And I'm your co-host, Jason.
6: And today we got some pretty awesome topics to talk about. Uh, first off, we wanted to start about the Steam Deck and some of our inputs on the Steam Deck. Yeah,
7: honestly, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about Steam Deck. It's, okay, yeah, so you should start it off, yeah, go ahead. But,
6: in my opinion, I think that the Steam Deck is going to be what the Switch is supposed to be. And Uh I'll have to duck the tomatoes for that, but the thing about the Switch is that on... My side i think it was kind of a failure because um it lacked the right it, it cost a lot of money and lacked the right kind of screen i know it was custom hardware but it, it could have been better
7: i think it's too proprietary like i feel like if they had like more of an open source feel like how the steam deck's going for like th- there's no way that they're making any money off the 400 base model of the steam deck because of what it, what it includes, you know. Uh, there's no there's no way.
6: I I think that's you know? a I think that's a possibility, but you know, honestly, in mass production, I'm wondering if they'll start making profit off of it once they really once it really starts selling. Because I don't know how much they've actually made off of the orders. It 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 should. It should make them a good profit. I'm just what I'm really wondering is that is the consumer really going to enjoy this? I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of users on Steam and probably a lot of people who are interested who don't want a laptop, they just want a device they can allow and play their PC games on. So Yeah. I'm expecting that people are going to enjoy it at least.
7: I mean it's supposed to come with a dock very soon. We haven't seen any new word of the dock yet. But according to um, Analytics Online, what, uh, in the first 90 minutes, 110,000 people pre-ordered the Steam Deck.
6: That's, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, and
7: that's just not the base model either. They must have been, like, they, I, I'm pretty sure they make money off more than the base model because the base model, I'm pretty sure they don't make any money off of, but with, like, the, the like $529 choice and the $649 USD choice, like, those have to make money because... I feel like they're banging they're banging on that like they're being like you know that yeah. they're gonna get upgraded
6: i could i could definitely see that i, I mean it, it's an awesome concept i haven't pre-ordered it myself i i honestly want to see how it's gonna go and what other people say about it i mean i've seen seen last tech tips test it out and although it had some kinks. It looked really well done, so I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to turn out very well and it's going to be worth buying.
7: Yeah, I agree with you, because I feel like for a console itself, for it to be like successful, it has to like deliver on the points that it made about like having 1080p resolution, not 60 frames. It was supposedly having 2K resolution at 60 frames as well, but I. Highly doubt that on some games, but I feel like the games that are like made like specifically for Steam Deck and the resolution and everything, it will have that. Yeah, it's just that sometimes people expect all games to run like that. Like when like it running like priority. Sorry about that. Um, like software like uh, Epic Games, it, it should be able to like run that in theory because that's what they said they they want it to be able to run any game service, any Windows edition just like a computer itself i feel like that that would be a different case you know about how like how good it runs
6: well we'll see how it goes i mean it i i think it has a lot of hope and it should and it should turn out well. yeah all right well on to our next topic uh vanguard versus battlefield 22 um both jason and i have played both of them and yeah uh we enjoyed both of them thought it was very well what are your inputs on both of them
7: well vanguard is an earlier beta than battlefield so what i would say about vanguard is graphics are not there yet because they're not graphics based but the gameplay itself was phenomenal like one of the most like enticing gameplay of like this generation because yeah. last like last generation had lots of good competitors but this one is like coming out with bangers like battlefield is amazing as well
6: yeah i i agree with that i mean the, the thing about vanguard is that you know i've played call of duty for a very long time and it just it gives me those vibes of stuff like world at war and call of duty 1 and 2 and it shows promise i mean i love the new Modern Warfare, Black Ops Cold War was kind of a, you know, it it was not a great game, but in terms of what Vanguard is looking to be like on the City Ward engine, um, because it's built off of the same engine that Modern Warfare is built off of, I think that it is going to, it's going to turn out very well
7: yeah i think that vanguard is just smoother bigger better game bro bigger better shooter bigger better attachments bigger better everything bro battlefield did not give us enough classes enough maps like vanguard did and vanguard's in such early development that i was able to actually like see what they're going for battlefield only gave me graphics they gave me what visuals like what i like to see i love to see that but like on a gameplay sense it just was not smooth snipers took three shots to kill someone at range Hitting one shot at range is magnificent, but like you can shoot someone in the foot and it'll be a one tap. Shoot them in the head, it'll be three taps. It just did not make sense to me. I twenty
6: forty-two definitely lacked a lot because Um I I enjoyed playing twenty forty-two. I think I think it's going to turn out very well. My my biggest issue with it is that I'm wondering if it's going to be like Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 3. You know, really those games that really shined for their generation. I'm just I'm validly curious if they if it's going to be as good as something.
7: i feel like times are changing and like the way that they're they're making the game is just like they're making it too much like this is a problem with shooter games like call of duty and battlefield in my opinion call of duty backtracks too much like how they've made like the, the fifth like world war game while battlefield tries to go in the future too much and tries to like figure out like what's going to be the next step you know yeah like i think if they just stayed grounded in reality they'd have beautiful games like tarkov grounded in reality let's say like rust grounded in like a post-apocalyptic like reality but like it's still reality where like we can understand yeah it's just they, they just work they work better that way they just really work better halo is not doing the best because guess what they outdone themselves every single year like they keep they, they outdone themselves in halo 3 that was like my feet fa- like halo 2 hands down best halo game halo 2. but like odst like all these games like you just cannot go too futuristic you can't add so many features that like it drowns the game out
6: right and i, I feel like that's what
7: battlefield's I doing
6: i think with um i think with halo 1 and 2 because i played those games on pc uh, and xbox i think yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because Quake, Quake and the Quake engine were great. It's just uh, the fact that Kalo kind of gave a competition for all of those. Games. And, you know, when Reach and Halo 4 came out, I just I wasn't seeing it. I wasn't seeing, you know, good quality games anymore. I, I didn't like the mechanics as much in terms of Reach Halo 4. Yeah. I, I liked I,
7: it better when you could not run when it was just like the same speed yeah, I don't know why
6: It's I just think that the older the games did it better
7: I agree with you on that one
6: but either way in terms of Vanguard and Battlefield 22 I definitely pre-ordered Vanguard because I impressed and I way Call of Duty does their graphics you know they have Shaders, and then like Old War had um, you could actually download full, uh, an HD texture pack, better texture, <laughs> um, better graphics, and then Modern Warfare pretty much, and it built basically does those shaders in the games look absolutely beautiful so that i 100 agree with you that's what i'm expecting when the game comes out here in just under a month just under a month like that's what i what do
7: you think about games that come out too early Do you think it's the the design fault or like the, the community's fault
6: um it's it's on both ends because in reality uh, although the people are impatient, um, the the user base are impatient for it. I think that people should. I think that the developers should still take their time because it. When you don't take your time, things like cyberpunk happen, where Definitely. literally cyberpunk is practical finished like the everything about it is unfinished and it it didn't turn out to be a good game
7: i just agree with that because you see so many games fall victim to like early development fails people like changing up like how they act like when, whenever the game comes out like the game if the game's good the game's gonna be good yeah for sure there's yeah. no like don't rush like the people who are making the game. That's that's the biggest flaw I see. Yeah,
6: it's it's definitely. Uh, like when- GTA
7: never rush themselves. They don't they don't listen to the community, which is amazing. Yeah, they don't <laughs> rush themselves
6: at all. Yeah,
7: and look at their games. They're still outdoing everyone else. Oh
6: yeah. star creates that's what i expect out of a game like
0: mm-hmm.
6: that's what i want to see for
7: continuous free dlcs is phenomenal they still get dlcs for for gta 5 yeah that's insane to me like the game's been out for years yeah it's, yet it's still being updated cared about
6: yeah they, they definitely do that and although their cheater policy does not exactly oh yeah is not exactly so high <laughs> Standard game still quality
7: exactly. I agree with you 100% on that. Uh-oh. Now, speaking of GTA in general, what what do you think about the remasters? How they took off, they took out, let's let's um, I'll name it for you uh, very quickly. They took out th- GTA 3, 4, San Andreas, and Vice City from the Steam like uh, libraries and two as well, as according to you, right? Two and one,
6: um. So Wait, one, one through four, right? What, what I'm remembering, I don't think. I think it's only one of the trilogies because I think it's <laughs> gonna be GTA Three, Vice City, and San Andreas that are the ones that are actually gonna be fully remastered. Um, um, and I'm excited for that because um, San Andreas and GTA Three, I I played those games. definitely excited because they're gonna be remastered entirely with unreal engine and it's it's not going to be winning whatsoever like i'm 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 super excited because those are games are kind of from my childhood and i'm i really hope they outdo themselves when they completely
7: yeah like as of as of today which is the 16th of october all these games have been taken off the steam library except for gta 4 and 5 but everything else besides that is off the steam market unfortunately yeah. i don't so if you don't already have them then it's unfortunate for you
6: now gta 1 and 2 i mean you can always get those off of Oz websites um mm-hmm. uh, so it's not like it's that big of a deal when but, yeah. Like in terms of not being able to have Vice City 3 or San Andreas. It's it's kind of annoying if you don't own it already, but at this point since it's going to be re-released and it's better it might as well uh might as well wait and get it cuz it's going to be a whole different experience
7: yeah exactly that's what i was thinking as well like although there is already remasters for the games that are made by the community it's nice to see them hearing the community for once remastering it themselves
6: yeah definitely it's uh it's definitely going to be interesting and i'm definitely excited uh for what is going to come now one thing that i was seeing on kotaku.com uh most recently is that the what it's looking like is that the remastered GTA trilogy will have GTA 5 style controls and good really good high res textures um so yeah looking at that leak that of definitely what i'm hoping for it it would be such an amazing experience back to those games and play them like they're in a whole different world
7: yeah yeah because it just it just makes it look so much better it makes you like feel more immersed although that there is a a like nostalgia to it i'm 50 percent sure they'll do exactly what halo did with their collection pack. you know like how, how they're able to put the old graphics so you have the same experience as if you were originally playing the game, which I feel like that would be an amazing thing to do because it just brings you back to like the old days, you know?
6: Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. And I'm definitely excited for it. Pretty sure a lot of players are going to be very excited for this.
7: Yeah. Just how people like on, let's say like the Nintendo switch, like the new OLED came out. Now, they have. I think they have backwards compatibility for the Nintendo Sixty Four games with like the new, the new online service that they provide. They're providing right.
6: Yeah, just like how they had the um, NES games. Uh, yeah. Access to the NES games now. Um, one thing I think I was seeing on PC Gamer was that uh, people were panicking because they thought that they were gonna make players play the versions of the game, and I wasn't mm. gonna expect that because though so the PAL and NTSC stand, um, most of the time, m- most modern TVs uh, run on NTSC frequency. Modes. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't expect them. Probably the switching Switch's display also runs. Wasn't expecting. To give the eat. games. I mean, I'm still not gonna put it past Nintendo. I, I doubt that's gonna happen. uh My, I'm just happy that they're bringing Nintendo 64 games because that, yeah, you know, game
7: like Tetris. Mario Sorry.
6: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,
7: Best game. Yeah. i
6: Definitely sixty four. Like super exciting to see those games on the Switch so people don't have to play them on emulators. Some people still like to play them mm-hmm. on emulator, but it would yeah. be super cool for Twitch users to be able to play those games. I wonder how they
7: would they would um they would do that for speed running. I wonder if they would still call it an emulator or would they call it proprietary software because I feel like it'd be like a new speedrun like uh meta maybe
6: well you'd have to run we'll probably have to run through the moderators i the the game is gonna still is most likely
7: you know i think i would like to actually like i think i might ask someone inside the community i want to that sounds like an interesting topic to
6: get to for next week i think yeah definitely i think that um i think that it should apply to speedrunning, and it will still classify as emulator
7: yeah whatever oh that does that sound guy. way but Yes. Has...
6: but like in in terms of it like that's that's always up to the moderators to see if it it qualifies to a proper uh platform it because I'm not super into the speed rank, but the way I see it is that I wouldn't doubt it uh, because it's just going to be like any so well, what
7: do you think about the OLED switch
6: well as as I've said before in terms of the switch because I'm not the huge fan of a switch because lacks features that it really needed to deliver to, and I know a lot of people like it, enjoy it, and it's a cool concept, I just think that the, the way they wanted to, um, the way that they did it, um, was, was not, was not good enough, um, because when you look at the, the regular Nintendo Switch and the OLED. It's a 7-inch screen. I think that if they could have squeezed it out, um, that they could have did a 10-inch screen on the regular Switch and a 7 on the Switch Lite. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know that Nintendo likes to maximize their profits, but at the (laughs) same time, like, if 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 it were possible, it would have been nice to see a ten-inch screen on the uh, on the regular switch, and then a six to seven-inch screen on the light would have been more practical. Yeah, because you're not like, like holding like
7: little baby thing as well as it feels like a DS. It's
6: it's meant to be portable, but I think that a ten-inch it's it's just like bringing a tablet. With, like, yeah, exactly. I, I don't see a point in not having a larger screen um plus the mad the ridiculous mass production that did it should i believe lower should have lowered the cost of how much it was taking them to manufacture them so oh
7: no it's ridiculous you can't even get a base model like the white base model for the oled sold out everywhere no matter what day you look no matter what week sold out
6: everybody's bottom out
7: yes sir and then now they uh i think they integrated a built in LAN port now. So you're able to connect Ethernet ports okay, into like the Really? Yeah. You're in you're like into the dock. It's pretty crazy.
6: Yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. I mean that definitely adds faster networking speeds when you dock it. In. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. I'm still thinking about it because, you know, the idea of bring, being able to bring it is oh, an yeah. amazing concept, so I'm still thinking about purchasing. I'm just still not feeling it for the Switch, but uh, we'll, we'll see on my side if I decide to actually I've I've never owned one. I've owned PS4, Xbox One, and uh, other consoles, but I
7: i've never been so much of a nintendo person although i used to have like a 64 but i feel like most of like the games on that are are like targeted towards like a younger audience and a more active audience well like for like say if you were to buy the steam deck like you're able to play games that are targeted for both audience in general like all the audience you could ever reach you can get the xbox game pass if you want to play xbox games on it and it's funny because it's it's being labeled under like the Xbox community as it's the first ever Xbox, Xbox uh, what's it called device, Xbox carry device, which is really really weird how Steam Deck's labeled as that because you can use the, you can use like Xbox's game Xbox games on the actual like Steam Deck.
6: Right. Yeah. It, it's,
7: it's funny cool. how it's like labeled that way.
6: Now, <laughs> that's that's an interesting thing to look at because when look at, like, so Xbox Cloud Gaming is mm-hmm. um, It's an awesome concept uh, to be able to your phone or whatever device to play Xbox games. And you know, yeah. to be able to Easier to play games on the go for sure.
7: Yeah, it's gonna be neat. I think so as well. Like I feel like it's gonna be very interesting to like see how far it goes. Yeah. I feel i like, I feel like it's gonna go very far. Like it's gonna go super far. Like the community and all that. I wanna I wanna see the people like. What they make out of the Steam Deck because there's no way that it's not going to be already like different like uh, emulators built for it. There's gonna be so many things. You play Nintendo games, not legally. I'm saying, but like you can definitely play them yeah. on the Steam Deck. There's, if, if there's a will, there's a
6: way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> definitely a way.
7: Intel's new Gen i five. What do you think about that?
6: New Gen i five. So. Um... For next gen,
7: I'm sorry about that.
6: Or, yeah, the, the next gen i5, what it's looking like compared to Alder Lake, and uh, I was checking an article from Mick Ridley from PCGamer.com, and uh, in terms of what the benchmark leaks look like, is that it's 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 showing a match for. Ryzen 5 5600 and that's that's definitely interesting because when you have a CPU like that, that Intel has not been able to deliver last however much long. Uh, the seventy seven hundred eighty seven came out. geez, like, yeah. It, it's gonna be going to be interesting um, is it going to make me switch to Intel not necessarily uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not necessarily going to be interested in Intel I like my 3700x I think that it delivers all the performance I need so I'm not particularly interested but if Intel delivers with something that can compete with AMD the very, very gaming quality going to be nice to see a competition for a chain.
7: Oh, definitely. Cuz I feel like AMD's is, is on the rise. Like for me right now, I have an AMD Ryzen 7 in my build. Yep. And I feel like it's just better. But the only thing that I can complain about is how Microsoft Windows they never like prioritize like my updates compared to like the Intel builds. I can I don't think I could update to a Windows 11 with my build currently, and it's like one of the most up-to-date builds it's pretty pretty wild maybe i have to check into the settings more but you should just a like base
6: you should be able to because i i have windows 11 right now so, um, yeah in pre-flight and that's that's definitely a um, windows 11 is definitely a
1: hi i'm pete i'm an it manager Today, I want to talk about... Pete! Heads up. We've been hacked. What happened? My password is my birthday. Everyone knows that. February 14th. Why would everyone... I don't
6: get how these people figure this stuff out. I
1: think I do. Have you ever updated it?
4: Yes. I
1: changed it to Valentine's Day. Uh, Okay. We're protected with Connection Security Services. You just gotta be more careful, Pete. Okay. Yep. For hardware, software, support, and empathy. For Pete's sake, connect with Connection.
6: Good candidate... ...for the new CPUs. So... I don't what know. What do you think about
7: it for gaming? What do you think about Windows 11 for gaming? In, in terms
6: of gaming, it's definitely better than Windows 10. Um,
7: I was told that, actually.
6: It, it it's Windows 11 is much more optimized. It, its performance is great. Everything feels so much smoother. Windows 11 is definitely better for gaming. it And... The thing is, is that I have yet to run into a problem where a game won't run on Windows 11. Pretty much every game that I've played so far can run on Windows 11. It runs better. And the, the, the format of Windows 11, in my opinion, looks and feels so much better than it intended.
7: It sort of reminds me of um, Waze Mac. The way that they're trying to make it more simple, and I like that. I really do like that. I've always been a fan of Mac sim- simplicity. But the thing I, I'm not a fan of is like exactly like the same thing as the Switch. You can't use it for anything else besides Mac software, Mac this, Mac that. It's so like, it's so like corner They cornered themselves into this market where like you have to use all their products to make it sustainable, right? In the future.
6: Yeah, um, for sure. Um, it's. It's going to be interesting. Windows 11 re- release is right around the corner. I I love Windows 11. Uh, I'm glad I'm in the pre flight I it, it feels so much better than Windows 10. Like it, I think that it's it's more than capable for gaming for sure. Yeah. So it not disappointed. We'll we'll have to see how it goes.
7: this is the most controversial take iphones (laughs) oh great oh man don't say anything wrong iphones
6: (laughs) so um i will give my very hard opinion on iphone um in terms of what what i feel about on iphone um so, I've been an iPhone, Apple, quite a long time. Um, I love Apple's interface. I love their, I love the simplicity of it. I like how sleek their products look. I like, I like a lot about Apple. My biggest problem is that Apple has, especially in terms of the iPhone, because the the Mac, is they're kind of starting to pick up the pace with the Mac again now that we have M1 and everything. But in terms of iPhone, my problem is is that it's they're they're kind of, with the exception of making dumb changes, it's it kind of feels recycled. I think that they removed some of the nice features like when definitely Void was having a hard button. Home, everything. Like actually having a physical home button. Um, I don't like the square notch. Like in terms of, I have a Note 10 Plus. I have a dot notch, which I like. Not notch oh yeah, definitely
7: nice. looking really good. I like that.
6: It's it's small. Um, and once you use your phone enough, you barely even notice it. Like it, the dot notch is very nice to just have. I think they've just removed some of the best features they offer in terms of their phones, and I think they charge way too much for them. I mean, the Note 10 Plus was definitely worth it because, you know, I'm getting the power that I need out of a device I can do work on for $1,100, and what I'm paying for $1,100 is worth $1,100. Hardware and yeah. everything, compared to the iPhone, where you know every iPhone is give or take seven hundred dollars, and you know it's it's eerily close to the same thing. Like that's just all I'm gonna say in terms of iPhone.
7: Now I'm gonna play devil's
6: advocate. Okay.
7: <laughs> so it's just so much more sleeker than than any Android can ever get.
6: Well that's debatable because I in terms of Samsung they make their phones look really nice yeah I like the widescreen I like how I have the clean glass back I like the good quality you know 4k 60 camera Mm -hmm. um I I like I like all of that in terms of the Samsung and I like the fact that I have the S Pen and the USB-C port. Like, Samsung makes their phones look just as great as iPhones, so (laughs) I can find that highly debatable that iPhone does it best in terms.
7: I think the way that, like, I think marketing-wise, it's just people like people are very simple nowadays. People like to like not be able to do like back then. Everyone loved to be able to have control over everything, but nowadays they're like, hmm, an iPhone. Like an iPhone. I don't have to do anything. There's not much for me to look at. People yeah. are very simple. They like they like less. They like less. Less is more for most people. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, that's like that's what iPhone gives. Like iPhone gives less, which is in theory price. is more.
6: I mean, the one of the biggest things, like, you know, if you're if you're a phone enthusiast. Like it's definitely worth your time to. Um, it's definitely worth your time to get something like a Note 10 Plus. If you want something simple, then go with an iPhone for sure because iPhone is just easy to use. Like trust me, I love iPhone and I love iOS. It's just the fact that in terms of what I look for in a phone, I think it lacks what it. Needs. But that's on my side, like as a phone enthusiast, compared Mm -hmm. to what average person might want, which something much more simple, um, not difficult to use.
7: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like most people just want like they just want like the, the the brand new iPhone because everyone else has it oh my friend has their brand new iphone oh this person's brand new iphone like it's just like the world the world. the word spread so fast in the world that like it's just it just became the most like used phone and the way that it's used in every workplace because it was given out early on in its career like like they would give out free like macbooks and all that to businesses just just to get their name exposed out there like their marketing was just better for some reason it's just like and at this point in in stage in like life they don't have to market themselves anymore people market it for them
6: yeah definitely yeah it's crazy that's definitely true I mean but at the same time you know like Samsung doesn't have Samsung team
7: oh definitely
6: washer and dryer like who doesn't have that's the, the upper
7: echelon that's literally the best
6: who doesn't have a modern appliance from Samsung so they kind of they kind of just people since they're in all categories people buy their stuff all the time so in terms of people marketing it for them you know it's just just like Apple it's kind of a common standard to buy a. I think overall what what it really entails is like what what do you want out of a phone? What are you going to what are you going to use the phone for? Do you want it simple? Do you want a lot of features? Like that's that's what you're gonna pick
3: for mm-hmm.
6: sure. But in terms of what I was looking at from writer in on cnet and they were talking about uh the iphone 14 because the rumors look what they're looking at in terms of rumor, is that uh it's a possibility that it could be notchless and it could have under display touch id and it would be Yeah. I I would be definitely interested to see what that would entail if they were to remove that and kind of change that up. I'd I definitely might be. Singing up. I really see it, there's a lot of promise to that, I don't think personally I would buy an iPhone again. But yeah, mm-hmm. Each to their own. Whatever you're looking for in a phone is what's most
7: important. I feel like the same that's the same way like with like computers as well like computers and GPUs and all that like NVIDIA versus like Radeon uh, you know
6: I mean that that's definitely true in terms of computers whether it be GPU or graphics or whatever <laughs> it may be like I think it's I think it's definitely a. You, you you have to pick and choose what you want, and you have to really yeah. learn and study what you're looking for. I mean, in terms of graphics, it, all graphics cards all have their own quirks. Don't buy a Quadro for gaming; you buy it for rendering and applications. Now, if you're looking for high performance with good aesthetic good good graphical features you'd go with NVIDIA but like AMD they they have a more portable performance powerhouse. Oh definitely you can get good performance without you know emptying wallet.
7: I hundred percent agree with you.
6: It's it's definitely that's a that's that's a big thing even when study you have to learn what you want and then, and then then you know how much you're willing to invest uh,
7: that's a whole investment though gpus are very very expensive nowadays
6: yeah and in terms of that like we'll see that slowly go away but it's kind of just like crypto back in you know 2014 2015 yeah give or take like we're, we're in Again, and it's not going to slow down until we get new you know we get new chip production factories and stuff like that to actually hold up with the you know, how much demand there is in terms of what people buy i
7: feel there's such a high demand in gpus because people are always buying them for mining cryptocurrency but like since like i think nvidia it's supposedly supposed to make um, mining cars themselves without graphical like the um, like usage. Yeah, I feel like that's gonna be a big change, like in this whole like this whole like scarcity.
6: Yeah, I I could I could agree with that. It's 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 definitely in we'll just have to see how how things progress because there's nothing we can really change and you know people are just gonna have to be patient. That's, That's how it kind of That's just kinda how it is right now. Yeah, I agree. But besides on that, with the uh even though there's not enough good production there's they're not producing fast enough. Uh Power Color is releasing their 6600 fighter um 6600 fighter. Um, this is a another article done by Jacob Ridley from PC Gamer. Um, and the it, it definitely has its pros. It it definitely has its decent pros. And then it has some cons that we have to look at because this is kind of a budget uh, GPU. Um, yeah. So, it, right now, what it's looking like is it has good N80 performance, um, it's not super loud. Uh, It's not drawing a lot of power. It even works with not a lot of wattage in terms of CPUs. But we're looking at it being slower than the 3060 and um, it having 4 gigs less of memory and not a lot of good ray tracing performance. So we're looking at a lot of sacrifices, but at the same time, it looks like it's going to be decent priced and it's going to perform well oh, uh, I. well when i think about the 3060
7: right not the ti of course but just a normal 3060 yeah doesn't it have 12 gigabytes
6: it does have 12 gigs of ram yeah now how much is that of that is in use though allocating it i mean the max you could you could allocate even with something like world war or vanguard would be six six gigs at most because even on my 1080 i only draw about five and a half uh gigs even playing like cold war like,
7: yeah and i feel like the 3060 like it's just all for show that's that like since it was like the first one that they wanted to like F one do like it's, it's the most widely available one because it's just like the easiest one like it's, it's like the base model right yeah why is it why does it have the most i feel like that's just like um like a falsetto, you know, like it's just, it's just there for show. Like the the actual power is not in those, those like dedicated memory.
6: Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, I think in terms of the future, if games do get any, if games are going to require even more power, I think that for sure, uh, you know, we're going to be looking at getting that kind Power, but in terms right now, it definitely is for show oh, because I'm still running on a 1080, and my 1080 does everything I need it to. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, I think it's definitely a for-show thing, and in terms of the RX 6600 XT, um, it, I think that it's going to be a good economy graphics card that's you know 329 bucks uh mm-hmm. with of rant i think it's gonna kind of just be that good modern economy graphics card that people buy yeah. and use for sure I, w-
7: I wonder what it stands up to because the 3060 is definitely not like 2080 or even the 2060 i feel like it, it was probably i feel like this graphics card could probably stand up against like a 1660 6 super maybe
6: for the 6600, I mean, with eight gigs of RAM and having those strong processors, I think it could go up to a 1080 or a 1080 Ti, but I don't think it's gonna go any farther than that. We'd have to see from the we'll, we we'll have to see from the real benchmarks. But in terms of like really what we're what we're wanting, like I I'm I'm not seeing it's going it's just going to honestly be a real economy graphics card they wanted to pick something cheaper and that's what they're doing so probably that's that's definitely a this will definitely be something for the people who aren't wanting Yeah, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be interesting. I'm about to see what the RX 6600 is gonna be like. The, my biggest problem is is that with the chip shortage right now due to manufacturing overload, I'm not not seeing not seeing a lot of people being able to get these.
7: Oh definitely, like <laughs> the like the 3070 is supposed to be five hundred dollars retail, right? Uh, not gonna happen.
6: Yeah, something give or take like that. I'm
7: yeah, probably less, but like.
6: But it's we're we're not gonna be seeing a lot of these cards. It just not enough, and literally when I'm out, it will just line up, crowded, and just grab whatever.
7: And some people are able to buy pallets of them somehow.
6: Interesting how how things are turning out in the GPU market. But hopefully soon enough it will slowly get better. Yeah, but in terms of what these benchmarks are looking like um, with the 3060. The 3060 doesn't look like it's really it's outperforming things with like a Metro Exodus 2K Ultra or um, 4K you know all of that it's, uh-huh. looking at it um, it doesn't uh, doesn't fall too far behind in terms of in terms of like an XFX version, don't fall too far behind, but being that ten FPS different, mm-hmm. you know that definitely a an HP. Yeah.
7: what other talking points do we have
6: uh so for take i think the I think the, the last thing we have uh because we decided to put this in is um, how to use a leaf blower
7: <laughs> oh my favorite yeah. my absolute favorite okay so
6: so there's there's this article and i'll send it to you right now Okay, okay, perfect. So, so you can see it because I haven't shown it to you yet. But apparently, uh, there is now a article that is telling you how to use a leaf blower every season of the year. If, CNET is just amazing to me, guys. If, if I remember correctly, how, how you use a leaf blower is... So,
7: and you st- st- you, like, you can just pile them up. That's all the- you got to do.
6: So uh, this says in spring, once winter thaws, it's time for some spring yard cleaning. After the <laughs> snow and ice melts, it's common to find lawn debris that's accumulated from the previous fall. There could be everything from fallen leaves, scattered branches, and even old grass. Valid point. Don't worry, <laughs> a leaf blower comes in handy here. But before you dive right in, first check for pebbles, gravel, or glass, or other and sharp objects. <laughs> taking thing, notes. The, the last thing you <laughs> want is to send dangerous projectiles flying into the air. Uh, along with clearing debris from your property, you can take advantage of the warmer weather to inspect your home's roof. We're talking about the roof with leaves and branches, okay? <laughs> Warm weather typically means more yard work. Grass and other plants grow quickly, resulting in swift buildup of lawn and hedge trimmings. Use your leaf blower to blow this debris off your driveway. Like, just saying, this article is kind of just telling you to use your leaf blower how it's supposed to be used.
7: Honestly, this is the best article I've ever seen in my whole life. I might just like subscribe to like their services cnet guys cnet has fantastic articles about about how to use your leaf blower in every season of the year like this is not like this is like you guys are all doing it wrong if you guys didn't know you guys were doing it wrong now you do now you do know you guys are using leaf blower wrong like it's just incredible to me that yes like i bet you guys didn't know about this i did obviously because i'm like leaf blower, like i'm enthusiast you know but I just wanted to like share the wealth with you guys, the information. I thought it was a funny article because like, how how else would you use leaf lore? <laughs> yeah. I feel like the seasons don't really change that. It's
6: true, and no no heading on the person who wrote the article. <laughs> it's just funny, it's like.
7: Yeah, like they did amazing. They 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 gave us all the information we needed. Like even like links to like what to know before buying a rideable leaf lawnmower, like. Tuning up your lawnmower and like, like, ter- like, terra ter- robotic lawnmowers. Like, you know, iRobot, the company that makes like the, the little like vacuums that, that wa- walk around your house or like <laughs> drive around your house. Yeah. They-, they wanted to make a robot that like drives around your lawn that cuts your lawn.
6: Yeah, that's that, that definitely. Okay. Things are. That's just. I. I love technology. I love technology. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for sure. It's. I. I don't know. It. it, it, It's just funny because it's like. I. I I wonder how many people actually don't know how to use.
7: Well, now they're all informed, right? Yeah, if you're not, fair. CNET has you, guys.
6: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh Well, so I think in terms of everything, that wraps all of our topics up for this week. Um, if, if you like your podcast, definitely give it a like. Follow us on whatever podcast network you watch. Apple, the Apple Podcast Service or Spotify. Um, thank you so much for listening in.
1: Peace. Hi, I'm Pete. I'm an IT manager slash superhero.
0: Pete, bad news.
1: Uh, What happened?
0: I put a very expensive latte on top of my car, drove off, and it spilled. It's bad.
1: How's that my
0: problem? Oh, my laptop was up there too.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, that's why we use connection services to manage our cloud. Everything's backed up. I can access your stuff remotely. You won't miss a meeting.
0: I really wanted that latte, Pete.
1: For hardware, software, support, and empathy. For Pete's sake, connect with connection.
0: For 40 years, Michael Myers has haunted this town. He's the essence of evil. And evil dies tonight.
2: Halloween kills, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent, in theaters and streaming only on Peacock Now.
1: The holidays are coming. The holidays are coming. It's all good. The Georgia Hemp Company with locations in Woodstock, Decatur, and Sandy Springs has a full line of your favorite CBD and hemp products to keep you cool and calm. Like lotions, oils, and beverages. They also have a full line of CBD for your pets. The Georgia Hemp Company offers full consultations, samples, and Georgia's finest CBD. Visit their three Atlanta locations in Woodstock, Decatur, and Sandy Springs. Or check out
5: thegeorgiahempcompany.com. Georgia's finest CBD live from a basement in Dubuque, Iowa. For I am Costanza, Lord of the Idiots. 30 minutes from the field of dreams and four hours from the closest professional sports team on the banks of the Mississippi River, it's the Friedman Fantasy Football Show with Matthew Friedman. It's Matt Friedman, the Oracle. Who's the Oracle? He's a fantasy football
1: genius, okay? No
0: wife, no job, just pure football knowledge.
5: He just licked a hot dog. And now, your host, Matthew Friedman.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Friedman, Matt F. The Oracle. Welcome to My Fantasy Football Show, brought to you by Best TV and sponsored by the FTN Network, where you can get all the season-long and daily fantasy and sports betting content that you need, including my fantasy football write-ups and all of my NFL sides, totals and player props. Use the highly original promo code Friedman for 20% off of your FTN subscription. That is Friedman for 20% off at FTN. Thanks for checking out our show. Please subscribe to the Best TV channel on YouTube and rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. All right. Week six is mainly in the books. We are recording this during Sunday Night Football because it's just Seahawks and Steelers. In this episode, we are running through the notable injuries of the weekend. We are also highlighting one key fantasy performance from each game. First, though, I need to tell you about a great giveaway we have at FTN where you can win a free That's right. I said a free trip to Las Vegas for the week 13 game between the Raiders and the Washington football team. It is free to sign up. No purchase necessary. There are a lot of prizes you can win, but the grand prize is $5,000 in value and it comes with free airfare, hotel, tickets to the game, and more. Click the link in the show description for more details and to sign up. All right. Producer Tom. Thomas Viola, psychic on the controls, connoisseur, pasta, titan of tomato sauce, and long-suffering jazz fan. Tom, let's get started. What are the key injuries we need to be aware of coming out of week six?
5: Well, the good news is the injury list is rather short this week. Always love to report on that. Do have a couple worth mentioning. Kareem Hunt had a calf injury, did not return versus the Cardinals. Coach Stefanski said not an Achilles injury, and he will have an MRI to determine its severity. Baker Mayfield also injured in the game. He re-hurt his shoulder, was in a sling, but says he believes he can play Thursday, says he's just in a lot of pain. Uh, Kadarius Toney, ankle did not return versus the Rams. Reinjured that ankle. We'll have to see. wait and see how bad that ends up being. And T.Y. Hilton had a quad injury that ruled him out in the fourth quarter versus the Texans. A long time-honored tradition for T.Y. Hilton is just absolutely destroying the Texans. Unfortunate to see his day cut short there. One important injury for fantasy owners for tomorrow night. AJ Brown is now on the injury report with an illness. He is questionable. We'll have to see if that's something bad or if they can just IV him up, get him some fluids, and get him right for the game, Matt.
0: All right. So Kareem Hunt, uh obviously disappointing uh injury news there for him, but for everyone who has Nick Chubb, uh, you know, assuming that he's able to come back relatively soon, and assuming that the Kareem Hunt injury is not significant, but not minor, it means we could have a a little stretch where Nick Chubb just goes off. And if it's Nick Chubb with no Kareem Hunt, he legit could be ranked in the top three, maybe number one overall back, considering that Christian McCaffrey is still out. Uh, Derrick Henry, when he's in a negative game script situation, uh, it's not quite as easy to rank him number one. Dalvin cook is on bye next week. I mean, we'll just, we'll see, but there's a real chance that at some point, Nick Chubb, we do have him ranked number one overall, uh, especially with the bye weeks coming on Baker Mayfield. I mean, he can say that he's going to play on Thursday. I'm a little bit skeptical if he has his arm in a sling, that's, uh, normally not a good sign. Kadarius Tony. We just have to wait and see. Um, but obviously he's been really explosive, uh, what he adds to that giants offense shouldn't be undervalued so just need to wait and see uh on him and ty hilton uh, i mean really unfortunate uh maybe he rushed back from um from the pup or uh ir a little too soon um but i mean hey if there's one game for him to come back in it is to play the Texans and put up 80 yards and then just go out with an injury again. Uh, That feels very appropriate, very T.Y. Hilton in a number of ways. Uh, So, uh, but Tom, as you mentioned, good thing that this uh, injury list is not too long this week. Last week, it was a, a pretty painful affair.
5: Yeah. Last week it was about a mile long. So we're very happy, obviously both for the players and for us as fantasy owners. All right, Matt, Do you want to get into some week six recap? It was a good week. You know why it was a good week? The Jets didn't lose a football game.
0: That's true. That's true. One one of the best weeks all year for you, I'm imagining.
5: Yep, the bye week. Although, let me tell you, there have been years where we've lost the bye week. So glad that did not happen this time. That's true. All right. Let's start over in London. Revenge for the War of 1812 continues as we send the Jacksonville Jaguars over to do what they do best which is playing not on the American continent. They beat the Dolphins 23-20, covering the one and a half. Total goes under 47. And Jalen Waddle, though, for the Dolphins, had a nice day for himself. Ten receptions for 70 yards and two touchdowns. Tua was up and down on the stat line. Looked really great. Uh, if you watched him in the game, so-so. But finally, some fantasy relevance there.
0: Yeah, uh, Jalen Waddle, you know, with Will Fuller on I.R., Devontae Parker and Preston Williams both out. Uh, It was a perfect setup for him to get a ton of usage. He had a team high 13 targets coming his way. Fantastic usage. No other wide receiver on the team had more than five targets. If injuries continue to strike the Dolphins, uh, you know, Fuller, he's going to be out at least another couple of weeks. Uh, If we have a situation where Parker or Preston Williams continues to be out, waddle could really get a big boost up the rankings because he is head and shoulders above every other wide receiver on that team
5: the next game up aaron Rodgers still owns the bears 24 14 victory for the packers who cover the six and a half total falls under but khalil herbert had a very good day 19 carries 97 yards and a touchdown on some monster usage for the bears
0: yeah, he had heavy usage and what ultimately was a ten point loss, which is pretty impressive. He had three carries, uh, sorry, three targets uh, on top of his nineteen carries. He was the only running back with a touch, actually the only running back with an opportunity, which is just massive. And you put that right next to the eighteen carries that he had last week. Uh, I mean, he's he's the clear guy, but we need to monitor Damian Williams. If Williams is out, Herbert approaches RB1 territory, uh, especially in a week with six teams on bye uh, for week seven. If Williams returns for week seven, Herbert still figures to get some of the usage. Um, and I think they probably split it pretty close to half and half. But um, yeah, if Williams is out, I mean, it's just, it's a great situation for Herbert moving forward. Literally the only running back to have a, a carry or a target in week six for, for the bears. That is uh, Uber elite usage. The lions have
5: been a, really an unlucky team this year. Some of their losses probably should not be losses, but they sit completely defeated at this point in the season, this game, not one of those games. Bengals go in and take care of business. 34 to 11. Wow. Joe Mixon 18 carries 94 yards, five receptions, 59 yards and a touchdown quality day for him.
0: Yeah. Even with Chris Evans and Travion Williams getting some work Mixon was still the guys, you mentioned 18 carries to go along with the six targets. The offense continues to run through him. And, uh, it seems as if he's getting healthier every week coming back from his injury. So a great all around situation for him, um, you know, continues to be locked in as a guy that we should be ranking for sure, as an RB1 and probably in that mid-tier of RB1s right after the elite guys.
5: The Texans, of course, lost to the Colts 31-3. to Jonathan Taylor had himself a day, 14 carries for 145 with two trips to the end zone. Finally, he's getting it.
0: Yeah, the first three weeks of the season, Taylor had zero touchdowns, but he led the league with carries inside the five-yard line, which is a really valuable reminder that when we're looking at the production that guys are giving us, we need to keep in mind that the underlying usage. And uh, even though Taylor wasn't finding the end zone, he had the underlying usage to support RB1 types of rankings. Uh, and what we've seen in the past three weeks is that he's now had five touchdowns. Uh, he's still losing carries to the supplementary backs, four carries to Naheem Hines, five carries to Marlon Mack. That is extremely annoying, but he is still the centerpiece of the offense. And with the, the touchdowns, I I mean, you just, you take the fact that he's getting 14 to 16 carries instead of the 20 carries that he probably should be getting. If he were on any other team, you know, you take the good with the bad. He's still an RB one. The
5: Rams took care of the giants 38 to 11 in New York. John Walford lit up the scoreboard. zero for two for zero yards and an INT the Arizona Hotshots legend, not the best out there. But Cooper Cup, what a day for him. Nine for 130 and two scores.
0: Cooper Cup is amazing. Uh, 12 targets in this game. That gives him six straight games with double-digit targets. Uh, the mind meld that he is really quickly formed with Matt Stafford. It's like a super version of what Peyton Manning had when he was with the Colts with his slot receivers. But instead of like that dynamic exactly instead of cup being a supplementary receiver to a a Reggie Wayne or a Marvin Harrison type of player he's the number one receiver in the offense it's it's just unbelievable uh what he is doing because it's it's not as if he entered the league as someone who was thought of as being immensely talented he was thought of as you know an underperformer from a good small school program uh and what he's accomplished his has been incredible uh seven touchdowns in six games over 600 yards in six games i mean he might be the real number one receiver in the league right now like we might have to rank him ahead of Devonte adams based on the usage that he's getting and then what he's doing with that usage so uh, i mean in the words of uh, the way Tom would say this, he had himself a day. I mean, he he really did. But it's it's not just like he had himself a day. It's just it's like one week on top of another week on top of another week where he's clearly in the top three, and we really might need to put him above Devonte Adams at this point. Our
5: cup indeed runneth over. Yes. All right. Chiefs thirty-one. Football team thirteen. The Chiefs finally take care of business, although Patrick Mahomes has a serious, serious turnover problem. But Daryl Williams, 21 carries, 62 yards, two touchdowns in the stead of Clyde Edwards Hilaire.
0: Yeah, I don't don't even know what to say about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I feel like he's always had uh, not like a turnover problem, but he's always been right on the cusp of having a turnover problem, and now he has a turnover problem. But Daryl Williams, go ahead, Tom. Uh,
5: I was just about to say, wasn't there some kind of stat about for the first two seasons of Mahomes Mania, the amount of dropped interceptions he had was really high?
0: Yes. I feel like that's where he was. was, Yeah, exactly. He was on the cusp. Uh, he, He was having some pretty good luck. Uh, in terms of throwing balls that could have been intercepted that were turnover worthy that for one reason or another just weren't intercepted. Uh, and now now they are being intercepted this year. I imagine that uh, that will be cleaned up a little bit, but he is that gunslinger where you just you kind of have to take the interceptions that come with the big plays and the touchdowns. Um, but fortunately they were playing a Washington football team that couldn't really challenge them this week. So it worked out well for Daryl Williams, uh, who had the 21 carries, didn't do much with them, 62 yards, but had the two touchdowns. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, he was a great play. He was our number one waiver wire running back last week. Uh, And in part, the thesis was he's got the goal line carries and he actually gets targets. Like, what else do you want? Like, those are the premium touches for a running back. And when you think of him as the lead back and the number one offense in football, I mean, come on. Like, it's not as if this performance was great, but it also wasn't out of nowhere. You could have anticipated a performance like this. As long as Clyde Edwards-Alaire is out, Daryl Williams should be a high-end RB2 for the duration. So that that counts for this upcoming week and all the weeks after that. As long as CEH is out, Williams is a high-end RB2.
5: Interesting point about Mahomes, by the way, that you're just going to have to take the interceptions that come with the big plays and the touchdowns. I, I, It's a sensible take. He's the poor man's Jameis Winston. I'd agree with that.
0: That, Tom, no, no. <laughs> you are forgiven, Tom.
5: <laughs> All right. Next game up on the board Vikings, Panthers. The Vikings win that one 34 28 in a fantastic overtime game. They end up covering in a game that sails over the total, but Dalvin cook. Oh man, he's back 29 carries 140 yards and a touchdown. Great for fantasy owners, but how frustrating! I I don't get that. If you're the Vikings, you have two great backs. Alexander Madison, three carries for 10 yards today.
0: I know this is just the way that the Vikings want to use their running backs. I would say uh, against reason, you know, and, and maybe there's some research out there showing that running backs, uh, when they get into uh, the later part of the game, if they've had a lot of carries, they start to get into a rhythm or whatever. Like that's, that's sort of like typical coach speak. I don't think there actually is any evidence for that, but this is how the Vikings want to do business. <laughs> they want one back and they want to run him into the ground. And uh, as long as Dalvin Cook has two ankles that are good enough. He is the guy that they're going to run into the ground. Uh, so uh, if he's fully back and he looked fully back this week, he's got the bye next week, which means he should be all the healthier uh, going into week eight. If he's fully back, I mean, you just lock him in as a top three running back, you know, maybe top two, uh, depending on just who is healthy and you know what's going on in any given bye week. But uh, I mean, he looks like he's back. So he, you have to rank him as one of the top three guys.
5: Next up on the board, the Chargers, Uh, I guess they just did not get off the plane today in Baltimore as they lose 34 to six. No one actually deserves to be highlighted in this game. Everyone played mediocre. If you look at the stat lines, no one really jumped off the page. But Mark Andrews was five for 68 with a touchdown. So he wins performer of the week in this game.
0: Yeah, he was uh, he was above average, which uh, was good enough. A few sharp rankers actually had Andrews ranked number two uh, this week above Waller. Uh, I I had Andrews number two above Waller, and then I switched it back because I just I couldn't do it. I was looking at the usage that Waller has had, and I just I, I couldn't do it. But Andrews finished ahead of Waller. He's the real number one receiver in this offense right now. And um, as much as the Ravens offense has been predicated on the run in the past, this year, they're much more of a passing offense and they're doing it pretty well. Uh, and so for Andrews to be really the number one receiver in an offense that uh, is leaning more towards the past than it has in previous years and is becoming better at the passing game. Um, that makes him really intriguing. I do think that he is locked in as a top three tight end, especially with Kittle on IR. And I mean, honestly he might be number two tight end now.
5: Real quick, Matt, I want to ask you, what what do you think happened with the Chargers they just did not look all that sharp in this game is this something that's concerning you or do you think this is just a bad week
0: I think it's just a bad week you know you could sort of look into it and be like okay well this was a west a west coast team traveling east this was kind of the first time that we've had a situation like that for this particular head coach as a head coach I'm just not going to read too much into it if If they underperform next week, then it's going to feel like this week was a harbinger. Uh, But otherwise, it feels like, you know, sort of like the Packers in week one. Sometimes you just throw your hands up and you're like, I don't know what that was. Uh, We just kind of move on to week two.
5: Harbinger, nice SAT word there. The Cardinals roll into Cleveland and take care of business versus the Browns. When it comes to the best performance of the day, stat-wise... Donovan Peoples Jones goes four for one hundred and one with two touchdowns. It's, he was the only guy in the Browns that really was able to do something. Of course, there was a halftime Hail Mary there and really probably not the performance that we want to pull out of this game.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's nice for people who are playing best ball format and who got, uh, you know, Peoples Jones at the end of their drafts because you don't have to think about when to start him and you get the full benefit of his peak performances. So, uh fantastic for all of those investors uh but yeah hard to read too much into this one especially because he had only five targets o'dell beckham junior had eight targets for me the real story is on the other side of uh of this game where kyler murray although he didn't have a massive performance 229 yards he still had uh 67% completion rate had four touchdowns passing and doing that uh you know on the road in cleveland Weather wasn't great, uh, you know, a little windier than you would expect. And then the big story, uh, no Cliff Kingsbury and then no quarterback coach either, which means that they were down to like the number three guy who was calling plays like their offensive line coach was calling plays Uh, and the Cardinals still dominated this game. They were also without Chandler Jones. I mean, this is this is a really impressive performance for us to see out of the Cardinals team. Uh, you know, week in and week out, they continue to put up big fantasy numbers and, uh, you know, from a betting perspective or just like a real life football perspective. I mean, they continue to impress. They they pass every challenge that has been put in front of them so far. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm taking note. I'm really impressed with what I see from this team each week.
5: I am really upset that I didn't take a future ticket on them after like week two or three when they were still a little bit up there because they do look legit. and. I actually once I heard Cliff Kingsbury wasn't going to be there, I, I counted that as a positive for this team for this game. I mean, I, okay, was I was that offense.
0: I I don't I don't hate that, and I was tempted to think of it that way, but it, like in my brain, I would still rather have a subpar play caller who still is the originator of the offense than the number three play caller who has never called plays before. You know, like I just I would rather have that.
5: Well, it clearly didn't end up mattering. The other team that was without their head coach this week, although they'll be out at them forever. The Raiders take care of business versus the Broncos 30, 20, 34, 24 in a getup game, but Noah Fant nine for 97 with a touchdown, really quality week for the tight end.
0: Yeah. He had 11 targets. Uh, Jerry Judy could return next week, which would obviously uh, hamper the production the opportunities we should see going towards fant but as long as judy is out and then also kj hamler being out fant has a pretty high floor uh, i think you know he continues to ascend and build upon what he did last year i think you know on a weekly basis you always have to lock him in as a mid-range tight end a uh, tight end one as you know one of the few guys who isn't elite but who you can depend on every week And there aren't really all that many guys who fit that description in the league. Fans is one of them. So uh, nice to see a a peak performance from him this week.
5: And the last game on the docket, the Cowboys defeat the Patriots 35-29 in another OT thriller. C.D. Lamb, 9 for 149 with two scores. Also some news breaking right now. Dak Prescott does have a calf strain. He is going to get an MRI on Monday.
0: Mm, okay. Obviously, hope he's okay. Uh, by the way, this was, I mean, as we could say it for the sports betting show, but, uh, man, how how lucky Cowboys backers were to get that cover. But, yes, the game went into overtime uh, for CeeDee Lamb to have his big performance uh, with the, the game-winning touchdown in overtime. He had 11 targets. Uh, you know, played ahead of Amari Cooper in terms of the priority. Now we've had back-to-back weeks of pretty big performances for CD lamb. Uh, he even got a carry. He now has four carries on the year and that might not seem important, but uh, I think it it's indicative of a, a couple of things. One of a relatively high floor. Like at the end of the year, he could have 50 to hundred extra yards just from carries. And that adds up over the course of the season. But then also, it's indicative of the fact that the team prioritizes him, that they want to get him the ball uh, in a number of ways. Uh, and so that's really important in terms of his usage and the projections that he will have moving forward for the rest of the season. Uh, I think, generally, at worst, he should be a high end wide receiver too in our rankings.
5: All right, Matt, that is going to do it for us. We've got Sunday Night Football to get back to here in a moment. But first, Where can everybody find all the content that you're putting out each and every day?
0: You can find all of my work at the FTN Network. On Friday, I publish the Fantasy Football Breakdown. On Thursday, I publish the Best Bets article. On Tuesday, I publish the Fantasy Football Rankings, which I update on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday all throughout the week in the FTN Bets Tracker. I'm putting in there my NFL sides, totals, and player props. And on Twitter, YouTube, your favorite podcast app, and FTN, you can get daily episodes of the freeman fantasy football show and the degenerate sports betting show and always use the highly original promo code Friedman to get 20 percent off of your ftn subscription all right that is the show you can find me and tommy v on twitter at matt f the oracle at tv at work thanks for joining us and see you next episode
1: how protected is your retirement At Allianz, we can provide lifetime income that's guaranteed in any market. It's why we say, long live retirement. Visit Allianz at longliveretirement.com. Annuities are issued and guaranteed by Allianz Life Insurance Company of North America. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at getarculus.com.